Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast Throwback Thursday edition as we're going to throw it back to October 5th, 2001 as the Bourbon Spartans traveled up to Warren to take on the Warren G. Harding Raiders in Week 7 of the high school football season. Bourbon came in at 5-1 and one, while Bourbon defeated Wildrow Wilson 35-8. to eight. They lost to St. Ignatius 47-27. to 27. They then went on a four-game winning streak defeating Cheney, Mooney, Steubenville, and Jackson along the way, including a 52-0 win over Steubenville. Harding came in as 6-0 at home as they defeated Cleveland South, Cincinnati Moeller, and M.M. Robinson from Canada. All a shutout faction, 76 to nothing, 55 to nothing, and 71 to nothing. In week four, they took on Ursland, defeating them by 40, 56 to 16. And in week five, they defeated Toledo Whitmer, 30 to nothing. And in week six, they defeated Austin Towns Fitch in a close ball game, 21 to 13. Some of the players for the Bourbon Spartans that you'll hear in today's podcast was Tom Zetz, who played quarterback. Evan Beard was one of the running backs. And split in Jay Updegrove, all seen action in this ballgame, along with many other players. For the Harding Raiders, some of the featured players that you'll hear in today's podcast is Maurice Claret, Brescott Burgess, and quarterbacks Mike Phillips and Mike Kokel. On the broadcast, you'll hear from myself, Jim Kearney, Bob Church, Ed Comlos, and George Brown. Jim Kearney and Bob Church are in the booth with me calling the game. Ed Comlos was on the sidelines and comes up at halftime to talk with us. And George Brown, at the end of the game, gives you scores from around the valley. Special podcast for me as I get to broadcast this with my one of my closest and best friends in Jim Kearney. And this is a great way for me to salute him as his birthday comes up this week. And... uh Good memories. I miss them. I miss you, Jim. You'll always be part of my life. And uh, I was really happy to find this. So for all those out there, enjoy this ball game. It was an interesting game that features some great players from the Valley, including Maurice Claret, Prescott Burgess, Mike Phillips, Mike Kokel, Tom Zetz, Evan Baird, and Jabe Updegrove, just to name a few. Many others appeared in tonight's ball game. So enjoy this podcast. It was one of my favorites. I hope you enjoy our feature of Throwback Thursdays here on Radio MVP. So let's get to it. Here's tonight's ball game from October 5th, 2001, Borman at Harding. Yeah, hi, everyone. I'm Tim Contenez along with Jim Kearney and Bob Church as we get ready for tonight's game between the Harding Raiders hosting the Borman Spartans. Let's get right into it, Jim. Uh, the Borman Spartans, only one loss, a very reputable loss, if there's such a thing, to a uh, one of the top teams in the States for the last 10 years in St. Ignatius. Last week, a big win over Maslin Jackson. Yeah, Tim, they come off a big win against Jackson. Uh, field goal in the last 20 seconds of the game by Andrew Good to, to win it for the Spartans, the second one he's won for them this year. They come in with four wins in a row, a tough win over Cheney, followed by uh, a blowout of Mooney and a blowout of Steubenville, and then last week's nail butter. Uh, they played... Good football a year. That even against Ignatius, they they lost 47-27, but they were able to put up 350 total yards on a good Ignatius team. And uh, I think that will give the the, Hart, the Harding Raiders as good a battle as they may have had all year tonight. And when we come back, we'll talk to Bob Church, get his opening views on the Warren G. Harding Raiders. You're listening to High School Football on WHKW. And welcome back here to Molokoff Stadium as the Warren G. Harding Marching Band 
is out on the field entertaining the fans on this drizzly evening here as we get ready for some Steel Valley football between the Borman Spartans and the Warren G. Harding Raiders. Right now, let's bring in my color guy, Bob Church. And, Bob, let's talk about Warren Harding coming in 6-0. and A lot of people said this after a win last week. What's wrong with the Raiders? They only won 21-13 last week. Well, you know, reading Stevie Rubin in the Tribune earlier in the week, 6-0, uh, that's all you can be. It don't say you won six games by six points or six games by 60 points or six games by 600 points. You're 6-0, that's the best that can be done. You know, the whole thing is, you look at it like, well, Maurice Claret didn't play the first half because of a groin pull. You find out not only is Maurice Claret the excellent athlete that everybody knows he is, he's also a very strong team leader. This team was looking for leadership. Coach McDaniel sensed that, put him in the second half. Maurice had a big second half, made good things happen. Harding beats Austin Town Fitch and comes in undefeated in a huge Steel Valley Conference matchup and playoff matchup for both these ball clubs. When we come back, we'll talk about the key players for both the Spartans and the Raiders. You listen to High School Football on WHKW. And welcome back here to Mollenkopf Stadium in Warren, Ohio, on the campus of the Warren G. Harding High School. You're into this campus thing, aren't you? I love that. The campus thing and the homecoming tour. It's all on WHKW, folks. Yes, it is. It is homecoming here at Warren G. Harding, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but let's talk about the Borman Spartans, Jimmy, as they come into tonight's game 5-1. and one, Change of quarterbacks early this season. They decided to go with junior 6'1", 185-pound quarterback Tom Zess. And, Timmy, that's been the key to their success, really. I mean, everybody knew coming into this year they had Evan Beard returning for his third year as a starting fullback, and, you know, he's a force, but what has made them such a good offense is now they're a, they're a two-headed monster. I mean, Zetz has done a phenomenal job at quarterback. He's been able to use the talents of his receivers, Jay up the Grove, and the rest, Mike Villagrana, the big tight end. They have the ability to hurt you both ways, in on the ground and through the air. And to win tonight, I think they're going to have to use both of those because this Raider defense is so tough. You know, one of the think, keys tonight will be the running of Evan Baird. And we've seen this Harding Raider team earlier this year, Jim. They're not going to go wide on them too often. He's really going to have to be successful hitting the holes between the tackles. Yeah, I think they better get a few ice packs ready for him after the game because for as far as to be successful, he's going to have to get some work done inside the tackles. And there's probably not going to be a lot of room there, but he's a big, strong kid. And like you said, to, to run wide on the Raiders is, is just a mistake. Their, their team speed on defense is just too much. So I think the Spartans are going to have to get some yardage up the middle, use him. As, he is very strong. He's a very tough back who runs low to the ground. And if they can get him, establish him with some success early, uh, then they got a shot. Bob, when you look at the uh, Warren G. Harding Raiders, they're, of course, led by quarterback Mike Phillips, the junior, 5'11", 152 pounds. They'll also use Mike Colgo at quarterback. But their main threat is Maurice Claret. As he goes, the Raiders go. Well, as was evidenced last week, Timmy, good point. Uh, you don't play him a half. It's 14-13. You put him in the second half. They only score one touchdown. But he controls the football. He controls the tempo. He controls the clock. You can't score without the ball. With Maurice Claret running the ball on that offensive line, that's an unnoticed factor as far as Harding goes this year. The job the offensive line gets done because Claret gets a little bit of a hole. He's explosive. The thing I think is going to be key tonight is if they do control Claret like Coach Smith says they have to, and most coaches will tell you they have to, how well Phillips and Cokel can either get time or have time to throw the ball to the likes of Prescott Burgess or a Tremaine Warfield because those are dangerous weapons as well. So if you shut Claret down, you might have to look to Rob Masucci as a running back or Warfield or Burgess as wideouts. All right, as the Spartans and the Raiders have entered the field, we're going to take our final timeout of the pregame. You're listening to High School Football on WHKW. 
And here's the kick by Andrew Crood, and he kicks it about five yards deep into the Warren Harding end zone. They'll take it out to the 20, first and 10 for the Raiders. This kickoff was brought to you by Carsburg Pizza, the best pizza in Foreman or Poland. You can find Carsburg Pizza at 234 Borman Campbell Road in Foreman or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. Timmy, the officials for tonight's game, though the importance of good vision for the official for tonight's game are the referee Joe Moranto, the umpire Vince Julian, the linesman John Vicarell, the line judge Greg Patteray, and the fact judge Tony Moranto. And this ad was sponsored by Dr. Kuhn with two locations, one in Borman, one in Niles. All right. Phillips underneath center. Split eye formation in the backfield. And deep back is Claret. And he'll fake the correct. He'll throw out for Stella, but it's going to fall incomplete as he had heavy pressure put on him by number 88. That's Mike, Mike. Villagrana for the Spartans, Tim. He came off today. The Spartans were coming. He had Danny Stella open out there on the flat, but he just didn't have enough time to get him the ball. Second down and 10. Just underway here. A little early, but, you know, everyone's excited about today's game. Including the officials. Absolutely. Which, which, you know, is something that goes unnoticed. Officials also get up for big football games like this. I was in the locker room prior to the ball game, and, you know, you can see the intensity on the officials' faces, which is a good thing. Shotgun formation for Phillips. Two backs in the backfield, one receiver left and right. Inside handoff to Claret. Claret will try the right side, get up to the 25, cross the 30, and it's down there, close to the 31. What an 11-yard pickup for Maurice for a first down for the Raiders. Well, Tim, go ahead, Jimmy. Tim, that's exactly what the Raiders want to do. I mean, right off, he takes the, sh- the snap out of the shotgun, hands it to Maurice, and he, they just get a nice push up the middle and get a first down, and that's something I know Gary Smith does not want to see early in the ballgame for the Spartans. Well, you don't want to see it if you're Boardman because if he gets yardage up the middle, that makes him pitch the inside, which opens up the outside. Exactly. Phillips will stay in the shotgun formation. He'll have one back to his left, two receivers to the left, one to the right. And Phillips will then roll to his left and throw. He has a man open. It's Claret at the 42. Makes the catch. Falls down at the 43. And another first down for the Raiders. The Raiders back-to-back first down play. And, Tim, the Spartans are gambling early. Evan Beard came on the blitz up the middle. But uh, Phillips was able to roll out by a little time and find his receiver. He had the man coverage all over the secondary. Well, Harding going away from what, at least what I expected a little bit. I expected to see Claret, Claret, Claret. The first three plays, two of them have been pass plays. One, obviously, two Claret, but at least making the Borman defense respect the pass. They'll send one receiver out left, one out right. A split-eye formation with Claret dotting it as Phillips is underneath center. Stella comes in motion from the right side. It'll be a pitch out to Claret to the right side. He'll turn to Claret, the 40, the 45, to the 50. Have room to cross the 40, down to the 38-yard line. Pushed out of bounds. They're going to mark him out at the 39. But another first down play for the Raiders. Third second of first down play by the Raiders. And Tim Brian Weiser with the touchdown saving tackle for the Spartans. It looked like Claret had the corner. He was just able to get enough of his leg to bring him down at the Spartan 39. But almost a big play right there for the Raiders. Exactly right, Jimmy. Touchdown saving tackle. Once he got around that corner, it was Weiser to the sideline. Or it was touchdown Warren Harding. Mike Phillips gets the play from the bench as he runs to the huddle and now they break it. Stella will be out to the right and Warfield out to the left as wide outs. We'll have a wing on the right and an eye formation in the backfield as we'll bring in motion Tucker and he'll be hand off to the up back and he'll cross the 38 yard line and power forward close to the 37 and be down there. 
And just the case there, Tim, I think Harden trying to keep them uh, honest up front with Heron, but uh, the Spartans are gambling on defense. They got both linebackers shooting the gaps, both middle linebackers, and uh, if it's successful, it, it, it helps, but uh, if Morris Corrette is able to break through that line, he's going to go a long way. Well, they're basically playing eight guys, nine guys in the box. And as you mentioned, Jimmy, if they break the first line, it's a track meet. But the whole thing is good play right there, running here and keeping the defense, especially the defensive interior and the defensive backers st stacked in the middle, hope, opening up hopefully for the Warren Harding Raiders the outside so Maurice can get outside. Phillips underneath center, eye formation in the backfield, one receiver to the right and one off the, the left side tight end position. Pitch to Claret. Claret's going to throw downfield. He has a man open. He throws us at the nine-yard line as his intended receiver there was number five, Steve Gooden Jr., Golden Jr., the 5'9", 153-pound senior, just out of his reach. And Timmy, he had him. He had him open, and Maurice threw a nice spiral with just a hair too long, or it would have been six points for the Raiders. Well, the good thing is, as you mentioned, he threw it a little bit overthrown instead of underthrown. If he underthrown it, Borman had underneath coverage, but the uh, defensive man was beat. Big third down situation. First one for the Raiders today. Ball at the 37-yard line of the Spartans. In the shotgun formation is Phillips with two receivers out to his left, one to the right. He'll go back to pass. He'll look downfield for Stella. Stella makes the catch at the six. Falls forward to the 31-yard line. Enough for the first down. And the Raiders pick up 10 on the play. And Tim Stella beat Jay Up the Grove. A man-to-man coverage out there. Just past the first down marker. It really wasn't bad coverage by Up the Grove. But Stella did a nice job, and the ball was thrown nicely right in there. Well, nice job that time by Danny Stella, putting himself between his body, between the intended defender and the ball. So the defender would have had to go through Stella, creating an interference situation. But a nice catch, a nice tackle after the catch, but another first down. Fourth first down already for the Raiders on this drive. Raiders will go in a shotgun formation, which splits the backs. With one receiver to the right and one to the left. Phillips will take the snap. He'll do a fake an inside handoff to Aaron. Throw downfield. Has Corrette at the five. But the three, two, one touchdown. Maurice Corrette from Michael Phillips for the touchdown with 9.20 here to play in the first quarter. Well executed, beautifully designed play. Phillips faked the handoff to play action to Maurice Claret. He slid her up, out into the left, flat down the sideline. There was nobody there for the Spartans, and Phillips played it right in there for the touchdown. Well, that 25-yard 20, pass play... Caps off a, an 80-yard, nine-play, two-minute and 40-second drive, and Maurice Corrette, a big key in that drive. Well, they're going to try a fake, and here it goes. Corrette will throw the ball, and he'll get it. A perfectly thrown pass to Perkins for two points with a swinging gate. You don't see it too often, but they did it, and they got the two points. Yeah, Timmy, they, they had the entire line on the left side of the field. They lined Maurice Claret up in the basically shotgun formation. He took the snap. And when the defenders on the right side of the field saw him, they came running over. And the receiver, Prescott Burgess, was wide open in the corner of the end zone for two points. So well, another well-conceived play by the greater offense. Well, you know, coming in, I talked to Ed Camos, who earlier this week had a chance to talk to Coach McDaniels. And he said he'll have a few surprises here. We already seen a halfback pass. We already seen the swinging gate for two points in the end zone. So I don't think he's done with the trick yet, but he wasn't afraid to pull him out right away. So much for that conservative SBC football, huh, Jeff? <laughs> well, the other thing is, guys, you've got Cam McKinley next week, Cincinnati Elder the week after. You might as well throw the playbook open and give Elder and McKinley everything else to think about. Exactly. Very good point. This kickoff is brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza in Bourbon and Poland. 
And here's the kick, and it's deep. And it'll land at the four and roll into the end zone out of bounds. So a perfectly good kick, and it'll go first and ten for the Spartans at the 20-yard line. That kick brought to you again by Cornersburg Pizza. For the best pizza in Borman or Poland, there's only one place. That's Cornersburg Pizza. 234 Borman Poland Road in Borman or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. In Borman, call 758-4501. In Poland, call 757-1557. Four wideouts for the Spartans. As that's underneath center. He'll bring one in motion from the left to right, and he'll throw it to him at the 20. He's up to the 23, making the catch number 23. That's Rich LaPlore, Timmy, for the Spartans. He brought him across in motion, just threw him a little dumb pass out in the flat, and he was able to get about four yards for the Spartans on first down. So the Spartans will start second down now and six after picking up four on the play. Ball on the 24, as we're just under nine minutes here to play in the first period, as the Raiders lead eight to nothing. Set underneath center with the triple I formation in the backfield. He'll hand off to Baird. Baird will go nowhere as he stopped right in the middle of the line at the line of scrimmage, bringing up third down and six facing the Spartans. Well, Clayton Davis, one of the leading gang tacklers right there, the defensive end for the Warren Harding Raiders. And that, that's something I don't think Borman's seen, even playing Ignatius in Madison, Washington. You haven't seen the quickness of Warren Harding, and you can't practice speed. No, you can't. And that was one of the concerns that Gary Smith talked to me earlier this week about some of the closing speed of the Raiders, especially closing up the holes before they backs really had a chance to get there. Three receivers after the left, one to the right. That underneath center. He'll move Barrett out on the wing on the left side. Quick little toss up the Grove. Up the Grove. Across the 25, up to the 28-yard line. Just short of the first down at the 30. And that will bring up fourth down and two coming up here for the Spartans, and they'll have to punt the ball away. And a nice job by the Raiders defense. Just what you were talking about right there, Tim, with the closing speed. It looked early like they had up the Grove open on the little wide receiver screen, but the closing speed of the Raider defense was able to swarm on them and hold them two yards short of the first down. Let's see if the Spartans kick to Colorado. He's already returned about four kicks, four touchdowns this year. Here's the kick. It's a booming kick, but it'll land at the 40 and go out of bounds at the 31. Well, they're going to mark it out of bounds at the 37-yard line, but a nice kick there for the Spartans. First down and 10 for the Raiders at their own 37. A 34-yard punt, no return. Harding with better field position on this drive than they had on their first drive. They'll start this one first and 10 on their, their own 37. Borman kind of went away from the normal a little bit that time. You figured you see Baird, you see Baird, you see Baird. They threw the ball, they threw the uh, little bit halfback option pass out there, or the sling pass. They've opened up their offense a little bit to try and show Harding a few different wrinkles as well. Yeah, I think you're right about both teams trying to open up the defense there on the first drive, so hopefully they settle down and run the ball later in the game. Phillips will go underneath center with an eye formation in the backfield. One receiver, that is Warfield to the left. And it's going to be a pitch out to Clorette to the left side. He'll hit the corner. He's at the 40. He has to the 50. There's one man to beat at the 40 to the 30. He has closing at the 20, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Maurice Clorette taking it all the way with 7-19 here to play in the first quarter. Pure speed, Tim. Pure speed. As I said on the last draft, the Borman defense basically gambling up front. 
putting 10, 11 guys up in the box, just trying to get to the line and beat clear up to the corner. But it's Ross Speed. He just got to the left corner, and he was gone down the sideline. Borman says nobody on defense that can catch him from behind. Well, Borman's partners will cover Burgess this time. I got my player of the game already. <laughs> and here's the swinging gate, but this time they'll kick the ball. Wow. And kicking the ball will be number 16, and I believe Michael that Hank. is Hank. And here's the snap and the kick by Hank is up and good. And with 7.19 to play here in the first quarter, the Raiders 15, the Spartans 0. We're going to take this time out. Listen to high school football on WHKW. And here's the kick by Harding, and it is a line drive right down the middle. And it'll bounce to the 10-yard line. And filled it and fallen down is up the road at the 10. And that kickoff is brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza. For the best pizza in Borman or Poland, there's only one place. That's Cornersburg Pizza, 234 Borman Campbell Road in Borman or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. In Borman, call 758-4501. In Poland, call 757-1557. Timmy, and a lot of times, speed makes you do things you don't want to do. You anticipate him getting down on the kick coverage. He had room, started to turn the corner and slipped down, so sometimes... Speed makes you anticipate when you shouldn't. Sets underneath center, eye formation in the backfield. Make that a stack eye in the backfield. One receiver to the left. Hand off the, to the deep back, and that is number 47. That is Beck running the ball, and he loses one to the nine-yard line. And I'll bring up, or they're going to move back to almost the eight. And that will be second down and 12 facing the Spartans. And, and Tim, a heck of a play by LeVar Allen, the defensive tackle for the Raiders. He depleted Beck right there at the line. A heck of a play busting through the line. The, the Spartans were lined up in a stacked eye trying to get uh, basically muscled ball up the middle with two lead blockers, but the Raiders would have nothing of it. 6.40 here to play in the first quarter. Already 15-0 Raiders. Two wide outs to the left, two right outs to the right. Now bring one in motion to the left to right. And it's going to be a quick pitch out to Baird, and Baird's going to be trapped in the backfield, and he'll lose another couple of yards all the way back to the six-yard line. Prescott Burgess is a monster. I mean, he came up from the defensive line position, defensive linebacker spot. He was waiting on that, and he just dragged Bear down from behind. Two quick scores to me. First quarter, JFK started about 7 o'clock. They lead Geneva 7-0. Kind of a surprise in his second score. 6-18 left in the first quarter. Poland nothing, Salem 7. It is surprising. I thought about it. All right, as we get ready here, third down and 13 facing the Spartans. They'll send one out to the left, one out to the right. They'll put Baird out as a wide out now on the right side. As Zek goes back to pass, overthrows his intended receiver, number 14, Josh Susani, as uh, the 5'9", 145-pound sophomore, unable to jump up and make the catch. And Tim, that was a wild pass. Should have went the other way. Uh, this is not the way that Gary Smith wanted to start the football game. Two three and outs. His defense gave up two touchdowns. Now he's punting, and the Raiders likely going to start in the Borman side of the field. Uh, the Spartans need a play to make a play to get in this ball game, or pretty soon they're going to get run out of here. Well, they, they deferred on the opening kick so because they, they thought their defense would be able to handle Harding. Or at least and they get the kick off as they'll land at the 34-yard line and go out of bounds there, but the Raiders... We'll have excellent field position starting at the Boardman's 34-yard line. I think that was James Johnson for the Raiders. It looked like he had a chance to block it, and he held up at the last minute, not wanting to rough, rough the punter, but he was right in there in the face of the punter for the Spartans. 
us, Murphy's Law, again, we've been north twice. This is our third trip to Molenkov, and every time we get to Molenkov, it's Murphy's Law. What can go wrong for the opposition does, and the Harding defense already quickness has a lot to do with that. All right, Phillips in the shotgun formation. Check that. That looks like Kokel out there. As it is, as he'll go back to pass, and he'll fire over to Threat. Threat to 20. To the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Raiders. Throw out on a little screen pass to Maurice Correct. He turns on the Jets, 60 and 0. It's 21 nothing Raiders here. It's still 529 here to play the first quarter. This is, this, Bob just said it, this is a carbon copy of the Moeller game, of the Ursuline game, and now here against the, and this is a good defense. This is a defense that has played good football all year, but the Raiders are making this look like practice. They're making it look like a game. <laughs> well, they do the swinging gate again, and this time they'll, Hank will attempt to point after. It's already 21 nothing. trying to add the 22nd point here. Here's the snap, the hole. And the kick, and it is good. And with 5.29 here to play in the first quarter, the Raiders 22, the Spartans 0. We'll be back right after this on AM 1440. All right, welcome back here to Molenkoff Stadium as we get started here. As uh, we get it 22 to nothing here, waiting for the kickoff again by the uh, Raiders. Well, Tim, what happened there on that touchdown? They, they lined, the Raiders lined up Maurice Claret out on the the left flank. He was one-on-one coverage with Jay Uptegrove, and when Mike Kokel uh, dropped back to pass, Uptegrove started as if to try to make the interception. He froze, but as soon as the ball got to clear it, one-on-one in the corner, Uptegrove had no chance, and Maurice busted it down the sideline, and I tell you, the Ohio State Buckeyes are getting one heck of an athlete. I don't know. We're running out of superlatives, but it just it does it again <laughs> Open and again. up another dictionary. We'll be okay. Exactly. All right, as we get ready, this kickoff will be brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza. Jimmy, to, to bring up a point, going into tonight's ballgame, Ernest Foreman had given up 100.3 yards passing. Tonight thus far in the first half of the first quarter, Harding's got 83 yards through the air already. And the ball goes to Upper Grove at the 8. He's up to 15, races to the left side and up the middle across the 20, up to the 23-yard line and down. And that kickoff is brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza. For the best pizza in Borman or Poland, there's only one place. That's Cornersburg Pizza, 234 Borman Campbell Road in Borman, or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. In Borman, call 758-4501, or in Poland, call 757-1557. You know, Tim, Borman needs to make something positive happen here to, just to stop the hemorrhaging right now. They 22 to nothing. This is similar to what Ignatius did to them in the first quarter. In that game, they were able to build something come back, put 27 points on the board, but they need to get something going soon to, to maintain confidence. Zett takes the hand, the snap, hands it off to Baird. Baird fires his way past the 25 up to the 27-yard line. Gain about three to four on the play. And a nice first round. You know, clock is to run a little bit here. And he gets the positive yards up the middle. Like you said, Jimmy, they've got, to, they've got to pick up a couple first downs. They have yet to get a first down. We played seven minutes of football. They've yet to get a first down. In fact, total offense thus far with that play. About 12 Portman, yards. Portman with 11 yards offense. Yeah. And like I say, Harding's got 81 through the air, and Claret's got 92 on the ground, so he's got 190 by himself. Big plays again by Harding. Take advantage early in the ballgame and really take control early. The Spartans will send two wideouts to the left. They'll now move Baird on a wing to the left side as go back to pass to Zett. Zett's on a quick stop. Almost intercepted there by the Raiders, number 42. James Johnson almost coming up with the ball for the Raiders. 
I think he got a little excited there. He saw green before. He saw all that green open in front of him, and uh, a dangerous pass there by Tommy Zetz. He tried to sneak in a little slant pattern, and uh, the Raiders have been all over everything Spartans have done so far in offense. They have definitely well scouted the Borman Spartans. They've had, they, I was talking to Coach Angelo Simonero. He said Borman has scouted Harding. Obviously, it's pretty much the same way the other way, too. Trips to the left, one to the right. Barrett in the backfield. Zach goes back to pass. Looking. And now he's in trouble. Rolls to his right. Fires downfield. And trying to hit his deep receiver incomplete. His intended receiver was Jay up the Grove, but was unable to catch up with him. And that's incomplete. Bring it up fourth down and seven coming up here for the Spartans. They'll have to kick the ball away again. Third time and the third straight series, three downs and out. There, uh, Zetz was able to buy a little time. He, he broke onto the right flat. Uh, up the grove was actually open for a second, but he slipped. Here's the kick, and he'll go. Filled it there at the 39 yard line, up to the 40, and across the 50 to the 49 yard line. Mafasuchi running the ball for the Raiders. It'll be first down and 10 for the second straight series inside the Spartans territory. They'll set up at the 48-yard line. Steve Lucia's banquet and catering facility at 2610 Elm Road, Northeast of Warren is the home of unbelievable banquets. Friendly yet elegant, they offer a full-service menu from standard buffets to exquisite sit-down dinners. Professional catering is also available for all occasions, including holiday parties, graduations, retirement, weddings, and showers. Off-premise catering is also available. Finish this ad after this play. All right, we'll get more to that here in a second as we got two receivers out to the right. A split-eye formation as Kokel takes the handoff and gives it out to... Claret, and he'll be stopped behind the line of scrimmage at midfield. For that special gathering, gather at someplace special. Do to the banquet and catering facility, 2610 Elm Road and Warren, or phone 372-3813. Do is new sponsor to Warren Harding Raider Football, 2610 Elm Road. Thanks to Bob and Andy Delphi for sponsoring Warren Harding Football. Second down and 11 facing the Raiders. They lead 22 to nothing, and we're just under four minutes here to play in the first quarter. Kokel now in at quarterback for the second straight series for the Raiders. He's in the shotgun. He'll send two receivers out to the right, one to the left, and a back next to him on his left side. And he goes back to pass. Kokel will move up and get across the line of scrimmage up to about the 48-yard line. He gained about three on the play. But he'll bring up a third down and eight facing the Raiders here. And as the clock winds down under three minutes, 20 seconds here to play in the first. Well, you got to give Maurice a chance to rest. I mean, you got to be a tired young man, although he's... Uh, you know, done a lot of good things, and, and you got to give somebody else another look. You got to give Borman somebody else to look at. So it is third down, and they're going to call it nine here for the Raiders. Kokel will send two wideouts to the right. He'll have splits in the backfield in the shotgun formation. Kokel takes the snap, and he'll hand off to Claret. Fake the Claret, it'll be Coco running it on the left side. Crosses the 50, down to the 45, gets close to the 43-yard line. He'll be short of the first down by about five yards. They'll bring up a fourth down and five. And the Raiders might punt the ball away for the first time today, leading 22-0 already. And as Spartans stayed at home on defense that time, Tim Brad Beck and uh, Chris O'Day stayed at home with the Spartan defense and made the tackle. And that's, that's an important play for the Spartans. Down 22 to nothing. They need to make something positive happen. And it's a fake to Claret. Claret will hit the line of scrimmage and fall short of the first down as he falls down on the slippery field back at the 42-yard line. But 
A third trick play we've seen by the Raiders here in the first quarter. Coach McDaniel's going for the jugular. He's pulling everything out today. A short snap to Claret, and unfortunately he had some room. A little, uh, the field being slippery from the uh, wet rain we had earlier cost him maybe a possible first down. And Tim, the Spartans now with their first decent field position at all, they need to do something with this to keep their defense off the field for a while. Stack eye formation in the backfield. One receiver out to the left as Zett takes the snap, hands off to his fullback, and he'll just plow his way up for about a two-yard gain. Running the ball, I believe, was number 23, Rich Lepore. And they'll bring up a second down and eight for the Spartans as the clock winds down. Under two minutes here to play in the first quarter. Zets will bring him to the line of scrimmage. He'll send two receivers out to the left, two to the right. He'll have Barrett in the backfield by himself as Zets underneath center. Zets goes back to pass, looking. He's firing. Gets Fillmore open. Fillmore tries to make a juggling catch at the 30, but incomplete as this pass was there just a little maybe, maybe a half a yard long at most. As Mike Finnemore, the last year's starting quarterback, has been moved out to, to wide receiver with Tom Setz taking over the starting quarterback role. And it was just a simple go pattern down the right sideline, and he just let him a little bit too much. You know, Zetz is throwing with the win, and that little bit of win may have, may have made the difference in that play. Well, Travis Sanford did a nice job on defense. He kind of used the sideline as an extra defender, made him play inside out. And as you mentioned, Finnemore had on the fingers and just dropped it. Zets in shotgun, four receivers in the pattern. He has Zets to his right and goes back to pass. He's looking, he's firing, has a man open, and it's dropped incomplete at the 34-yard line. Robbie Masucci breaking that one up. It's in, that was the case right there. Rob Masucci able to jump in front of Steve Lapore and knock the ball down. It's what you talked about before the game with the closing speed of the Raider defense. Tom Setz was just a hair late in delivering that ball, and, and with the speed the Raiders have in the defense, on the defensive secondary, Masucci in that case, they're able to, to close on the ball very quickly. Good gets the kickoff, and he'll angle it out of bounds close to the 23-yard line. We'll see exactly where they mark it. Well, again, Jimmy, you talk about three and out, three and out, three and out, and Boardman defense is not getting a break. And they're going to mark it at the 29-yard line, so the Raiders will take over first and 10 at their own 29. Well, another 27-yard punt, no returns. So they're averaging just about 29, 30 yards a punt. First quarter score, Cheney 6, Youngstown Cardinal Mooney 3. George doing a nice job on the phone already, Mel. Yeah, he's working, working hard. Both <laughs> lighting up. Outrageous. <laughs> and our thanks to George Brown, who helps us each week getting scores from across the valley. Don had to take the night off. Phillips back in at quarterback. He's underneath center. As he'll roll out to his right, he'll fire and trying to hit his wide receiver out on the right side, but falls incomplete, and that was Warfield, the intended receiver. Now bring up second down and ten coming up here for the Raiders. Tim, the Spartan defense needs to make a play. They, they need to try to cause a turnover. The Spartans just have nothing going on right now. And, and as we talked earlier, this is so similar to the two games we've seen, the Ra big games we've seen the Raiders play earlier this year against Muller and Urson. They come out, they, they hit you in the solar plexus, and they don't stop hitting you. And before you know it, you, you're you way buckle, behind. You buckle and ball. Exactly. we got one receiver left and right. It splits in the backfield as Phillips in the shotgun. Phillips will take a high snap hand off to Claret. Claret up the middle. Crosses the 30, still on his feet, and drags the tacklers up to the 35-yard line. 
A nice run there by Claret for five yards. And it'll bring up a, a third down and five coming up here for the Raiders. And Tim, on that play, the safety for the Spartans, Mike Finnamore, was 25 yards off the line of scrimmage when the ball was snapped. So I guess they've gained a little respect for the Raiders' speed. Well, the nice thing, you know, the thing that's kind of surprising a little bit to some people about Claret is a lot of times, as in that case, he delivered the blow. He dropped the shoulder and tried to level somebody and then make, a, make it a bigger hole. Those Raiders will send two receivers out to the right, one to the left. They'll have a shotgun formation for Phillips with, with Claret to his right. Here's the snap as he goes back to pass. It throws out for Warfield. Incomplete as he was pressured there by Evan Baird coming in on the blitz as the uh, inside linebacker. Yeah, Tim Baird came free as inside backer in the center guard gap, and, and Mike Phillips just had no time to throw the football there. just had to get rid of it. Well, that play was in trouble because he took the long count and then uh, had, to, had the problem handling the ball. And uh, as you mentioned, Baird broke free and put some pressure and uh, did a nice job throwing the ball out of bounds, not uh, risking the interception. And Hank will punt the ball away, and he gets the foot into it. The ball will land at the 39-yard line, roll inside the 30, all the way down inside the 25, and stop at the 23-yard line. So the Spartans don't take advantage of calling a fair catch there and let it roll and cost them about 15 yards. Well, the Raiders are living right right now, Timmy. Everything seems to be going their way. <laughs> you notice that too, huh? <laughs> Yeah, again, we we got 11 seconds to go here in the first quarter. The Spartans still looking for their first down on offense. Uh, that, that pretty much tells you the story so far. Zets will bring his team to the line of scrimmage. He'll have an I, triple I formation in the backfield with one receiver out to the left. Zets will hand off and he'll go to Beck. Beck will run his way up the middle, crosses the 25-yard line, and stop there. And that'll be the end of the first period here with the Raiders. All over the Spartans, 22 to nothing. We're going to take this time out. This is not high school football on WHKW. And welcome back here to Molokov Stadium as we get ready for the second quarter of play as the Raiders lead 22 to nothing. They scored three touchdowns here in the first quarter, including a two-point conversion on a swinging gate trick play. And one of three trick plays tried by Tom McDaniel and his Raiders here in the first half as the Spartans come to the line of scrimmage. They'll send two receivers out to the left, one to the right. As Zek goes back to pass, they're going to fake it. A screen play as Zek is in trouble, rolls out, and he's going to be caught back at the 22-yard line, and he'll roll close to the 23, but he'll lose about three on the play and bring up a third down and nine. Tim, tonight's game brought to you partially by Sunrise Inn. It's everyone's favorite pizza. Nothing like Sunrise Pizza after the game. And Sunrise Pizza is a great idea anytime. The Sunrise Inn continues its great tradition of fine food and great service. A complete lunch and dinner menu every day, seven days a week. Call 330-392-5176 and order the best pizza in town. Come to 510 East Market Street in downtown Warren. That's Sunrise Inn. As the handoff goes to Beck, and Beck works his way across the 25, down at the 26, and that won't be enough for a first down, and once again, the Spartans three down and out, and Good will have to get the ball away again. You know, Tim, we talk a lot about the speed on the Raider defense, but I think we should also talk about the discipline of the Raider defense. Everything, the Spartans have also done a lot of different things on offense, but they just haven't been able to catch the Raiders out of position. Palmo gets the kickoff, and... It'll land at the 45-yard line, roll past Masushi, and roll dead at the 33. So 
One thing going right for the Spartans so far, they kept the ball away from Maurice Perret on the punt. That's about the only positive you can say right now for the Spartans. Well, Tim, I think they're, they're getting a lesson in why this is the number one team in the state right now, at least as far as the, the polls go. And, uh, you know, I we weren't there last week to, to watch the Raiders and the Fish Falcons, but I tell you that this team that's, you know, that's here tonight cannot be the same team that was there last week. Well, Maurice started the game. <laughs> I'm sorry to put it on one guy, but Maurice started the game and has done a nice, a, a nice little job of making things happen for the Raiders. And not only is he an excellent athlete, he's also very much a team leader on this ball club, as is evidenced by the fact that uh, he just gets it done on both sides of the ball. All right, here we go. As Phillips is underneath center, he'll pitch it out to Maurice Claret as he'll go wide right. Have room at the 35 to the 40. He's going to break it all the way. Down inside the Spartans territory to the 20. 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Maurice Claret does it again. Another touchdown run on a sweep to the right side for Maurice Claret. His third touchdown today. 10, 67 yards, just a little toss right. And Claret, once he finds the hole, he is so fast, he explodes through the hole. And Jay Updegrove had a little bit of an angle on him down around the 25-yard line, and he just just swatted him off like it was nothing and, and scooted in the end zone. I'll tell you, you know, it's easy to throw around the superlatives, and it, too often we probably overdo it, but he's as good as back as I've seen in the Still Valley in a long, long time. Maybe ever. Mike Hank will accept the extra point for the Raiders. Here's the snap and the hold. The kick is up, and it is good. And the Raiders increase their lead now to 29 to nothing here with 10.33 here to play in the second quarter. We're going to take this time out. You're listening to High School Football on WHJW. And this kickoff will be brought to you by Blade Graphics, 330-792-6741. Blade Graphics, your custom vinyl specialist. Bill Hoover and Anthony Costello of Blade Graphics the one to call for your customized vinyl graphic needs. 330-792-6741. I laugh because every time we come to Molenkoff Stadium for Harding, Blade Graphics definitely gets their money's worth. Yes. As the kick goes deep, and it'll go into the end zone, and the Spartans will start at their own 20-yard line again as it'll be first and 10 at their own 20. Oh, wow. When in the downtown Warren area, either taking care of business, doing some in-town shopping, or relaxing in beautiful Courthouse Square, when the belly starts growling, book on over to Booker's Cafe, 125 Pine Street in Warren. Booker's Cafe is now open and ready to satisfy the hungriest of appetites. Everything on the menu is real homemade, including the best burgers in all of Trumbull County, and Booker's French fries are real potatoes. Add in the friendliest, friendliest staff, and you have a great place to eat, very good food with no pressure. So when you're in the downtown Warren area, book on over to Booker's, 125 Pine Street Northwest in Warren. You'll be glad you did. And it's... Partners will start this drive, giving it off to Bear. Bear will plow his way up the middle, gain a very hard two yards, and bring up a second down and eight coming up here for the Spartans. And Tim, that big Spartan offensive line up front just not able to get any push. The Raider defense has shut down the, the inside running game. We talked before the game that the Spartans are going to have success. They're going to have to establish Beard between the tackles because they don't be able to run run wide, and they just haven't been able to get anything up the middle so far. As the rain continues to fall here at Molokov, four wide-ass go in the pattern for the Spartans. They'll bring one in motion from the right to the left. Zet goes back on a five-stop drop, has up the Grove, underthrows him incomplete at the 34-yard line, and I'll bring up a third down and eight facing the Spartans. Timmy, thus far, Borman, this will be their sixth attempt. They are zero for five on third down conversions. First half score from Geneva, Warren JFK 20, 
Geneva, nothing. Word we get from Geneva is it's raining, it's windy, it's real ugly. That's why you want to be up 20 to nothing in a situation like this. The weather is falling apart as it is here. Yes, it is. And uh, we'll try to check in with Ed as soon as we can here. But so much scoring, we haven't had a chance. But we haven't forgot about him. As we'll send one receiver out to the left, one to the right. Sets in motion. We'll take the snap as we'll send Barrett in motion. He goes back to pass on a five-stop. Rolls out to his right, looking downfield, throws across his body, intercepted by Burgess. Burgess at the 30 to the 20. He's at the 15-10. 5-4-3-2-1, touchdown. This back Burgess for the Raiders as they score again, this time on the defense. And it's now 35 to nothing. Raiders lead still waiting for the point after the cup. Tim, you, you told me you talked to Gary Smith earlier this week about the closing speed of the Raider defense. Prescott Burgess was able to, to watch Tom Zetz's eyes. Zetz was rolling right. He threw the ball late over the middle, and you just can't do that with the speed of this Raider secondary. Burgess picked it off, went skipping down the sideline for another Raider touchdown, and, and the Raiders are up 35-0 on the Spartans, awaiting the extra point with 9.39 to go here in the second quarter. Well, the Raiders had this one circled because they lost it last year, and they have made a statement earlier in the first half. Here's the kick by Hanks. It is up, and it is good, and it is 36 nothing. Raiders lead over the Spartans but 9.39 here to play in the first half. We're going to take this time out. Listen to High School Football WHKW. And welcome back here to Mollencroft Stadium. This kickoff is brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza. For the best pizza in Borman or Poland, there's only one place to call. That is Cornersburg Pizza, 234 Borman Campbell Road in Borman or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. As we have a delay on the field, the Raiders called timeout to me. They didn't have the, the right setup on the, the kickoff. Almar Printing, 155 North Street, Northwest M1, is your one-stop shop for all your printing needs. In business since 1974, the professionals at Almar Printing can do letterhead, envelopes, and business cards, athletic programs, brochures and flyers, as well as printer apparel. But as important as what they do is how they do it. Almar Printing offers personalized, courteous service, also quality commercial printing, and they do all of this at the most competitive prices with free local pickup and delivery. So if you have printing needs that need service, contact a friendly personalized staff at Halmar Printing, 155 North Street, Northwest in Warren, or phone 330-399-8070. And this kickoff, once again, brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza in Bourbon. They are located at 234 Bourbon Campo Road in Bourbon, or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. And our thanks to Cornersburg Pizza for their support of tonight's broadcast. As and to a little to Cornersburg Pizza now, they get six kickoffs in the first 14 <laughs> minutes of the game. Well, somebody had to take some pressure off of Blade Graphics. That was getting, they were getting tired, man. <laughs> never get tired of hearing your name, I guess, huh? That's right. Ooh. Here's the kick from Hank. And it is down the middle. And actually got on the right side. It'll roll out of bounds at the 13. And uh, Spartans will take the ball at the 35-yard line, first and 10 at their own 35. Tim, you know, we talked earlier about confidence for the Spartans. You know, this is a 5-1 and one football team, very likely going to go 5-2 and two after tonight. But, you know, <laughs> there's still a playoff possibility for them. And, you know, you don't want to lose your confidence. You don't want to come apart in a game like this. And, uh, you know, we talked about this in the Erston game earlier this year. You, you still got three quarters against a good football team. You need you need to improve. You need to work. You can't just bury well, your head. In exactly. Your you got to realize if they do want to make the playoffs, they very well might meet this Raiders team in the first round. So they're going to have to t- try to take advantage of the the playing against them right now. As Zets takes the 
snap, hands it off to Baird. Baird will plow on his right side, and he'll be stopped at the 37, close to the 38-yard line. And Tim, if they do play the Raiders in the playoffs, they may need to pick up Junior Seau and Marshall Falk before then. <laughs> <laughs> that you might make a difference. You think that would be enough? <laughs> Maybe. With a stack-eye formation with one receiver out to the left, Snap takes the snap and will hand off to Baird. Baird up the middle. Baird across the 40 to the 45, cross down to the 47-yard line, up for the very first down.
is going to see her out to the left. That takes the ball into the wild. Back, back hits the hole on the right side, crosses the 40 up to the 39 yard line. Okay, close to four on the play. And opening up the second half with a long six to go up here in the corner. Yes, sir. I thought it'd be called a swim. We don't want to kill you out there by trying to get to the point. But we got to get to what that follows. Defensive end stayed at home, caught off his block, and made a big hit for his 
I think Coach Smith and his staff and players are concerned about is the speed of the Raiders. And the reason Lawrence started tonight's ball game, he started out with the game. He's in class all his own. I mean, he really is. I mentioned earlier that we run out of superlatives, but, you know, the raw speed that he's shown again against a great defense, and he just made it look easy. I mean, I made the joke before that he makes it look like he's practiced up there, but, you know, this is a Borman team, and I was just talking to Eddie during the commercial. You know, they got a Division One prospect in Beard, Division One prospect in Dallas, a possible Division One prospect in Undergrove, and Maurice Clinton is just making him, you know, just going right through him. He's just as impressive as a physical. Any high school back, I think, You know, as we get into this, Bobby, you look at the first half. This is, not, this is the third game we've seen from the Raiders. This is the third time they've jumped off on someone early and really have not let up. And, you know, you got to give Coach McDaniel some credit. He knew he was going to face the Spartans that they face every year. The Spartans, you think, it's not even looking at anything else. They go into the back of the tricks and fly three trick plays here in the first half. Well, you know, as we talked this morning, when it did happen, this is happening. were electrocution a few times, but <laughs> seriously, the, the four things that I that I told myself to remember to tell you guys, one, uh, you know, when I talked to Tom earlier in the week, you know, I made a funny joke about, you know, it's going to be bad weather, what do you do to get on top, and he said, well, you score first, <laughs> well, that was, you know, that was, I didn't really mean for the question to come out like that, but I'll tell you what he did, he knew the weather, the bad weather was coming, he put his best foot forward right off the bat. Well, he had three trick plays in the first quarter, yep. and then the play—the play with Claret on the pass play was strictly coaching. They—they they saw what the Bourbon shifted their whole defense when they went split three right. They come back up the growth one on one with Claret. Claret makes one simple move up the growth, slips, he's gone. So I mean, unbelievable. And the other thing is, you know, they've been running a lot of zone blitzes. And for people that don't know what that is, is your defensive end will drop back into coverage. They're sending, they're sending Prescott Burgess. He's taking a 25-yard run from the cornerback spot. He was he was in Zest's face three times, and then the last time he dropped back and intercepted the pass, ran it in for a score. So they're clicking on all cylinders, and there is this no no. Uh, Borman has no way to practice against the speed of Claret. I mean. Until you stand next, until you're standing on the sidelines and watch how fast this kid is, you just cannot imagine, Tim. And that has really been the key to the Harding success this year is is really to get on top of their opponents early. Last week was the first week that Claret didn't play in the first half, and the first week that the their opponent really was in the game in the first half. You know, and another thing is, you know, this might sound kind of corny here, but they need the Boardman Spartans. They really do. Harding needs the Boardman Spartans computer points. The last thing they want to do is demoralize a team like this, as crazy as it sounds. Boardman needs to come out here in the second half and prove that they can play football. They need to put a couple scores up on the board. Just the fact that they got to play the rest of the season, and Harding needs the computer points that Boardman can give them. Simple as that. And this second half is brought to you in part by Jay's Hot Dogs. There always seems to be a place to go for the best hot dog in town. 
But if you want the best hot dog in the world, then there's only one place. That's Borman's Jay's Hot Dog on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. As the saying goes, a day without Jay's is not the same. Jay's Hot Dogs also features the best gyros in the world, too. Jay's great menu features the old-fashioned fresh-cut french fries and the old-fashioned hamburger with onions and peppers, and a lot more. So for the best hot dog, gyros, french fries, and more, the only place to go in Foreman is Jay's Hot Dog on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. Jay's Hot Dogs would like to wish Gary Smith, his staff, and players the best in tonight's game and the best for the rest of the season. That's Jay's Hot Dogs in Foreman on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. And as we get ready here for the second half, Bob, obviously the Raiders done everything they wanted to do in the first half. They will start on defense here in the second half. They played very good defensively all day long. Well, they've only given up 83 total yards as compared to getting 271 on the offensive side, so pretty much domination. As uh, Jimmy and you kept uh, noting in the second quarter, late in the second quarter especially, Borman went back to running the football, running the football. They've got to get their confidence back. They're not going to win this football game. I'm going to get a little deep on the limit. They're not going to win this football game. You know, but uh, the situation is they've got four games left after this, or three games left after this, and you got to win. They, they got to win some ball games. And Eddie makes a good point. They cannot destroy Borman's confidence. I don't know if they can with Coach Smith and his staff. They've been there before. Ignatius did it a couple weeks ago. Borman responded. I think Borman will respond after tonight. This is again the nice thing is this is only one loss. Okay, it's a loss in the conference. Kind of gives Harding at least no worse than a share of the conference title, and uh, you know. So they're, they're in that, that game, but the whole thing is Borman can come back, win the last three ball games in their schedule, and with a little help from the teams that they've beaten, they could get in the playoffs. They may have to travel somewhere, but they get in the playoffs. So it's, it's a big ball game for Borman to get the confidence level back up. I, it'll be interesting again to see, you know, how long Florette's in. You're, you're an alternating quarterback, so you got two juniors. But uh, somebody made a good point to me. Maurice has only run the ball, what, 50 times all year? So he's not had a whole lot of, whole lot of, whole lot of reps. And uh, so you got to let him run. You know, that brings up a good point we've seen against Ursland where, you know, it was the first opportunity that this offense really had a chance to go up against a quality defense and a, uh, a team that they really wanted to see on film. You might see the same situation here, at least through the third quarter, maybe the first team staying in here. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, uh, you know, we're down to the nitty-gritty here, Tim. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the seventh game of the season here. I mean, these guys got to stay in the game. I you know, I hate to see what Clarette runs like when he's got two good legs. I mean, you know, he's been hurt for, what, three weeks now? Three years. He was like a track meet over here. I mean, the guy's like in the 440 relay. I mean, you know, another thing that I wanted to mention, too, the Raiders' kicking game has come out from nowhere. I mean, the punting by Hank has been unbelievable, especially in the rain. We talked about it the first couple games of the season that Hardy never punted, and we kind of wondered when they played Ursuline. What would they do when they had to punt? Because they had no practice. They never punted the first three games. So, I mean, it's uh, – and kicking off, they kicked the ball in the end zone, what, three times now? So I'm very impressed with the improvements they've made. Tim, back to you. And this kickoff is brought to you by Cetus. Take your – a full-service web design and hosting company located in Hubbard, Ohio. Cita specializes in content development and graphic layouts. As the kick is a line drive down the middle, and it'll reach the end zone again for a touchback as the Spartans will start first and ten at their own 20. Cita is a graphic layout and design company. Take your web design to the next level. Contact Cita at C-T-I-S-S dot com or call them at 330 330- Five three four seven five one two. And here we 
we go as we get ready for the second half tonight. As Zets underneath center, stack eye formation for the Spartans. One receiver out to the left. Zets takes the handoff and fakes to his D-back, rolls out to the right. Looking downfield, fires in the corner. And a catch is made for about an eight-yard gain. A sliding catch made by Rich Lepore, the, the junior 6'1", 190-pounder. It's in a little play-action pass there. They were trying to go to the big tight end, Mike Villagrana, and he was covered by the Hardy secondary. He found Lepore sliding along the sideline for about an eight-yard gain for the Spartans on first down. And Spartans will line up second down and two. They'll send one wide out to the left. That is Fillimore. There's a stack eye formation in the backfield. Underneath center is Zets. Zets will hand it off to Beck, and Beck is not going to go much more than maybe a half-yard gain. And bring up a third down and one situation coming up here for the Spartans as they're set up at the 29-yard line. Well, they got a positive spot that time. He never saw the line of scrimmage. Positive spot that time by the officials. But uh, kind of a surprise halftime score. Holland nothing, 14 for Niles McKinley. Wow. So Holland was not looking ahead. They got Poland next week. May not matter. Sets underneath center. Takes the snap, hands it off to Bear. Bear will try outside, and he's going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. Never, ever able to turn the corner there as that closing speed we talk about by the Raiders stuffed that out. Tim, nice job by Rob Masucci coming up from a safety spot to make the tackle. I think uh, Evan Beard there hurt himself. He only needed one yard for the first time. Instead of turning it up and getting that yard, he tried to bust to the corner. And, that, and again, we, we talk about speed all night. We're still talking about it. He just... He was run down by Masucci. Masucci's done a nice job tonight tackling Beard on a couple of occasions and not letting him get away. There's the snap and the kick. And it'll land around the 50-yard line and go out of bounds right there. And they're going to mark it at the Spartans' 49-yard line. So the Raiders will take over at the Spartans' 49, first and 10. Well, again, Harding and Borman territory. And uh, that's like the fourth time tonight already. And uh, they don't need that kind of help. 10:25 here to play in the third quarter. The Raiders lead 36 to nothing. As Mike Phillips will return at quarterback to start the second half for the Raiders. They'll send Denny Stella as a wideout out to the left, and Warfield to the right. A split eye formation in the backfield with Heron and the tailback being Claret. It'll be a handoff to Claret. He'll try the left side, crosses the 49 up to the, about the 48. And close to the 47-yard line. They're going to mark him down at the 48, a gain of one, second down and nine coming up here for the Raiders. Well, unofficially, Timmy, Maurice Claret, eight carries, 173 yards. He's also caught the ball three times for 71 yards, so he's got 250 yards of Harding's offense. As we get ready, second down and nine. Warfield will go out to the left and Stella to the right as wideouts. At pro formation in the backfield with Heron lining up in a wing set, and the shotgun is Phillips. Phillips will take the snap, and he'll do a quarterback sneak on the right side, crosses the 50, down to the 45. A keeper that will take it up to about the 44-yard line, but he'll be short of the first down. and bring up a third down and about five coming up here for the Raiders. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy looking at the leading rushes for Steel Valley real quick, Maurice Corrales carries the ball 70 times. For 877 yards, a 12.5-yard average. Graves of Ursuline has carried the ball 80 times. Graves, or Ferguson has carried it 80 times. Graves 60 times. Barrett 104. So Claret's not even close to the number of reps as far as the running other running backs in the Valley Conference. They still got a 12 and a half yard 
average. Well, sent twins out to the left. That is Stella and Warfield. A split eye formation with Claret the, the tailback as Phillips will hand off to Claret. He'll try the right side and be stopped at the 45 yard line. Making a stop there for the Spartans, number 12, Mike Fillimore, the senior 5'9, 145 pounder. And Tim, nice job by Fillimore there. You know, at 145 pounds, he come up, he took Maurice down low. He, you, when you come into 145 pounds against Maurice, you better go low. You go high, and then he'll just run you right over like you're nothing. Mike Hank will do the punting as the snap is mishandled as the ball flutters around. He gets to kick off. He'll land at the 35-yard line and be stopped at the 34. And just a situation where a wet ball and a snap, a little low, and he, he made it best out of a, a tough situation. Yeah, he short off his punter and a nice job there just picking it up and getting it off. I mean, he only got 10 yards on the punt, but he got it off, which is in that case is all the coach could ask for you. Well, it kind of surprised he didn't throw the ball because he was a backup quarterback. And, <laughs> you know, he would, he did a nice job, as you guys mentioned, to get it off. But I was looking for him maybe to find somebody downfield and throw the ball. But uh, Eddie Combos put the whammy on him. <laughs> Sets underneath center, stack eye formation, hand off the back, back across the 35, up to the 37-yard line, and down there, tackling him was Prescott Burgess for the Raiders. And you know, Tim, uh, both Ed and uh, Bob made the point in halftime about Boardman not getting, uh, you know, uh, losing confidence. And if you look at the, the Spartan setup right now, they're in a stack dive. Their quarterback, Zets, is a junior. They're up, up back, Lapore. It's a junior, uh, and their deep back uh, back is a sophomore. So they got a lot of young guys in that backfield. You know, and we were still learning and getting better. So it's important for them to do something positive in the second half of this game. Sets underneath center, takes the snap, hands off to Baird. Baird from the 40 to the 50. He's going to break it all away. He's at the 30 to the 20, closing foul by Stafford and knocks him out of bounds at the five yard line. Stafford catches him on the corner at the five, but a big run there by Evan Baird. For the Spartans. We haven't had a chance to give the Spartan offensive line much credit tonight, so let's give credit to Kevin Tuminello and Dave Seifert up front. They did a nice job opening up that hole, big hole up the middle, and that's really the first big hole the Spartans have had all night. And as you said, Timmy, Travis Sanford ran him down just with speed and and was able to knock him out of bounds at the four yard line. Caught him on the angle. 46 yard run that time, getting there now, 76 yards on 12 carries. Stacked high formation, first and goal for the Spartans at the five. Beck is the tailback as Zet takes the handoff, hands off the back. Beck will try the middle and he'll keep his feet going, but he's not going to get anywhere past the line of scrimmage. They'll mark him right there, bring up second down and goal from the Raiders' five. You get a ball, if the team gets the ball inside the Harding 20, this defense cops an attitude. I mean, they just flat out do. They, it's their yard, you're not scoring in it. Nice job on that play by Anthony Harris for the Raiders. He got in there, stuffed the hole, and, uh, you know, with. Ev- Spartans tried to lead Evan Beard in the backside tackle through the hole, but uh, just nothing there. The Raiders have been an excellent plug in the hole. Fillimore out as a wide out to the left. Stack eye formation. Zet takes the handoff. Hand off to Baird. Baird up the middle to about the three, maybe the two-yard line. And he'll gain at least two on the play, maybe two and a half. They're going to mark him down at the three, and it'll be third and goal from the three now for the Spartans. And Tim Clayton, nice job by Clayton Davis there. And one thing I want I noted, Beard this year has gained a lot of yards after the first day. He's a big, strong kid. The Raiders haven't let him do that. When they've got a hold of him, they put him on the ground. And I tell you, that's the difference in, in a state championship caliber team and just a good defense. Beck is the tailback in the stack eye. And a handoff goes to Baird. Baird will score the touchdown. 
on the left side as the Spartans get on the scoreboard here with 6.20 here to play in the third with six points. Here following uh, Jason Meckling, his left guard into the end zone, a nice hole, and the, and the Spartans get that goose egg off the board and then maybe build a little bit of that confidence that we talked about earlier. Well, Evan Barrett's three-yard run caps off a five plays, 66-yard, two-minute and four-second drive. As the Spartans now will, I believe, go for two, and they will. Sets underneath center, a pro formation in the backfield. Two receivers out, one to the left, one to the right. Up the gross in motion from left to right. As he fakes the bear, he goes out, has his man open, and he scores the two-pointer. And that is Villagrana making the catch for the two points. It is now 36-8 with 6.20 here to play in the third quarter. De La Chia's Banquet and Catering Facility at 2610 Elm Road, Northeast of Warren is the home of unbelievable banquets. Friendly yet elegant, they offer a full-service menu from standard buffets to exquisite sit-down dinners. Professional catering is also available for all occasions, including holiday parties, graduations, retirements, weddings, and showers. Off-premise catering is also available. For that special gathering, gather at someplace special. De La Chia's Banquet and Catering Facility at 2610 Elm Road in Warren or phone 372 3813, owned and operated by Bob and Angie Delamuti. I'd like to thank the Delamuti family for supporting Warren Harding football. And this kickoff is brought to you by Cornersburg's Pizza and Bourbon. For the best pizza in Bourbon or Poland, there's only one place. That's Cornersburg Pizza, 234 Bourbon Campville Road in Bourbon or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. In Bourbon, call 758-4501. In Poland, call 757 757- one five five seven. And our thanks to Cornersburg Pizza for their support in tonight's broadcast. And Tim, that large sausage pizza sound awful good right now for Cornersburg uh, Pizza. As good, will kick the ball off. It's a high kick. It's going to be short. It's going to land at the 18-yard line. Picked up there by Stafford. Stafford crosses the 20 up to the 25 and down at the 27-yard line. And they'll bring first and 10 for the Raiders at their own 27. Well, let's look and see here. Yes, number 13 is going back on the field. Of course, he's only carried the ball 10 times tonight. So. Well, that's just kind of like we talked about at halftime. I mean, to see him in the first three quarters of this ball game, really, you need to get him some work. Right. You need to see him on field. You need to get him to work, you know. I know, And it's 36-8. to 8. I know it's a big score, but he, he needs to play. Well, I'm not questioning. I'm just looking to see. That, that was the only yeah. thing I was doing on that play. I mean, middle Phillips. of the court, he's got to play. Yeah. Phillips underneath center has... Soul back is Florette. He goes back on a three-step drop, and the ball is blocked by a... Intercepted. Intercepted by a Spartan on the ground. It was knocked down by the defensive end and fallen to the hands of one of the uh, defensive tackles, I believe. Yeah, Tim, it was Mike Villagrena, the defensive end, who was able to deflect it, and the ball just fell in the hands of defensive tackle Jason Meckling, a defensive tackle's dream. He's sitting there getting blocked, and he was on the ground, and the ball fell right to him. Well, the Spartans have a chance to cut into the lead again with first and 10 at the 25-yard line of the Raiders. As Zets will bring him to the line of scrimmage again, a stack eye formation. Up the gross to wide out. He's on the left side. Zets will hand off to Baird. Baird will try the left side, turn the corner, get up to the 20-yard line, gain the five, and he'll bring up a second down. Up, uh, We have a unsportsmanlike conduct call here on the field as a couple Spartans and Raiders were going at it. And Tim was LeVar Allen for the Raiders. He's going to get a hit with it. He, he got the last chuck, and him and Kevin Tuminello, the Spartan center, were going at it. And LeVar got the last hit in after the whistle, and uh, he's going to get penalized. 
with the personal foul. Call. Don't be surprised if that young man comes to the sideline. Coach McDaniel will not take that kind of stuff. Even though he was the second one to do it, he was the one that got caught, and that's uh, something that Coach McDaniel frowns on. Discipline Warren Harding is being stressed heavily the last two years. In the, in the athletic programs. And Bob, that's a good point. You know, with the 36-0 lead at halftime, it's easy to kind of get relaxed and, you know, kind of lose that edge. And I, I'm sure Coach McDaniels is going to stay right on his Raiders and make sure that they don't go to sleep here in the second half. After the penalty, the ball moves up to the 10-yard line. First and goal for the Spartans. And off the back. Back move to the right side. Up to the 5 4 3 two, one Touchdown. Back. As he gets across for the touchdown. And that was... Brad Beck, the 5'8", 165, sophomore for the Spartans, crossing the goal line from 10 yards out to make the score 36-14. to 14. And Tim, we, you know, we talked about that success on the right side. Uh, the last drive, the, the Spartans have had success on the left. This time they go back to the right. A nice job, Evan Beard, lead blocking up front, and Steve Vallos, the big right tackle, Jason Neckling, the guard. And uh, the Spartans have got two touchdowns here in the first six minutes of the second half. And the Spartans will go for two. Three right outs to the right side as Stetz rolls that way. Pink Chase throws across the body. He'll be intercepted incomplete. Uh, and that will be no good. And makes the score 36-14 with 5-49 here to play in the third quarter. Let's take this time out. Here's the high school football on WHKW. And this kickoff brought to you by Blake Graphics for your custom vinyl specialist needs. Bill Hoover and Anthony Costello, Blake Graphics, are the one to call. For all your customized vinyl graphic needs, it's 330-792-6741. That's Blade Graphics, 330-792-6741. As Andrew Good will kick off for the Spark. As here's the kick, and it is on the ground. It's going to roll and be down at the 22-yard line, falling on his back, making the catch is bearing for the Raiders, and they'll start first and set at their own 22. Tonight's game brought to you by the Sunrise Inn. There's nothing like the Sunrise Pizza after the game. Sunrise, in fact, the Sunrise Pizza is a great idea anytime. The Sunrise Inn continues its great tradition of fine food and great service seven days a week with a lunch and dinner menu. So call 330-392-5176 and order the best pizza you'll ever taste. Or come to 510 East Market Street in downtown Warren to enjoy the Sunrise Inn's everyone's favorite pizza. Pitch out to Claret. Claret will fumble the ball. And the... Nope, he'll hang on to it as he falls down back at the 12-yard line. Almost fumbled the ball, changing hands there after getting the pitch from Phillips. And, and Tim, a nice job. You know, we're seeing some penetration by the sports. You know, I talked a minute ago about Coach McDaniels not wanting to see the Raiders go to sleep, you know, with that big halftime lead. And obviously, Gary Smith has been able to keep his team motivated. They've come out with a little fire. they got a couple scores, and, and they're playing with some heart here. Let's face it. That, that Spartan team had to be embarrassed in the first half. And the worst thing you want to do to a good team is embarrass them because they're going to come out and try to play the best ball they can the rest of the game. And right now, they're playing a little inspired football as... Coco goes back to pass. He had still wide open. It's the most straight at the 50. To the 40, to the 30, and down there. A big play by Coco to Danny Stella. He hits the stride right at midfield. Gets another 20 yards on the run. First and 10 for the Raiders. What a nice throw by Coco. He had Stella running the post. He beat Mike Finnamore in man-to-man coverage right down the center of the field, and Coco threw a perfect strike. A great job by the Raiders to get out of, to turn, not only get out of, uh, bad field position, but to turn the momentum back around and, and kind of suck a little wind out of that Boardman balloon. 
Jimmy, Jimmy, you're listening to the finest in high school football on AM 1440 WHKW Warren Youngstown. Five, it took three minutes and 21 seconds. Now breaks over with 194 yards, looking at the 200-yard barrier. Hank will try the extra point. Bears snap the hold, and the kick is up, and it is good. And it's 43 to 14. The Raiders lead. We'll take this time out. This is the high school football on WHKW. As we get ready for the kickoff here by the Raiders. This kickoff is brought to you by Blade Graphics, 330-792-6741. Blade Graphics for your custom final specialist needs, 330-792-6741. And then here's the kick. And it's a good high driving kick to the right side at the five-yard line. He's to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Trying to the right side up close to the 30-yard line and down there. So the Spartans will take over first and 10 at the 30-yard line. Tim, as far as two, two scoring drives here to start the second half, uh, like to keep a little momentum going, uh, and I'm sure Coach McGinnis would like to see the Raiders step up on defense and get a three and out here. Sets underneath center stack eye formation as we have one right out to the left that is up the grove. And the handoff goes to Baird. Baird will plow his way up the middle, gain about two on the play, and I'll bring up a second down and eight coming up here for the Spartans as the clock winds down under two minutes here to play in the third quarter. Make a good point, Jim. The fact is the last two drives, two of the last three drives Portman's had, they've scored, so Harding wants to send a message right here, put a stop to this, get their offense back in good field position, and then totally shift the momentum. It's just swaying a little bit right now in the breeze. Finnemore is the wide out, east to the left, and sets underneath center, stack high formation for the Spartans. Pitch out to back. Beck will try the right side, get up to the, about the 35-yard line and fall down there. And now bring up a third down and five facing the Spartans. And a situation here where they haven't had much success with the passing game, but this is where you might see the Spartans try to put a ball up, even though it's still raining out there, still coming down. Nothing hard, just a consistent kind of... Hard drizzle, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but in a passing game, Timmy, your receiver knows where he's going. The quarterback knows where he should be. The defender's got to try and guess both. Four wideouts in the pattern. And sets underneath center. Barrett's the only one in the backfield. He'll switch one of his receivers now from the right side to the left with trips to the left. Barrett in motion to make it forward to the left. Throw out to Upper Grove on the screen. Upper Grove to the 35, to the 37. He'll be short of the first down by about three yards. And they'll bring up a fourth down and three. And the Spartans will have to kick the ball away to the Raiders. Tim, that, that wide receiver screen is the Spartans trying to run there by overloading the left side. The, the problem is the receiver's supposed to bring that ball back in toward the middle. Upper Grove stayed outside, and the man that had him in coverage to start the play was standing right there to make the play. Done this before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time on the couch. <laughs> and here's the pick from the Spartans. And it goes all the way to Claret. He drops the ball at the 25 and it rolls out of bounds there. And that will be first and 10 for the Raiders at the 25 yard line. Physical, physical therapy is the sponsor of tonight's game. Has your doctor ordered physical therapy due to an injury or illness? If so, choose the trusting hands of Huntsel Physical Therapy as your specialist in dealing with pain and injury resulting from sports injuries, auto accidents, or industrial accidents. Huntsel Physical Therapy also works with orthopedic, neurological, and chronic pain management patients. Failing the need for massage therapy, 
Consultative physical therapy has special appointment time to go along with your hectic work schedule. So call 330-372-7656. That's 372-7656. Put your pain to rest in the trusting hands of therapy specialists at Huntsville Physical Therapy. As Coco goes back to pass and falls down as he's brought down at the 18-yard line by Mike Villagrana for the Spartans as Coco set up the pass and lost his feet. And Tim Villagrana had a big second half for the Spartans. He got the two-point conversion. He deflected the interception pass. He made the tackle on the reverse. And now he gets the sack. But to be honest, on that play, he was unblocked. He came in unblocked. Coco saw him, tried to make a move, and slipped. And the end of the third quarter has come as it's 43 to 14. The Raiders lead. We'll take this timeout. This is the high school football at WHKW. And welcome back here to Mollencroft Stadium as we get ready for the fourth quarter of tonight's ball game. It's 43 to 14. The Raiders lead as we continue here as the shotgun formation for Phillips in the backfield. That is Kogel checked up as Kogel will throw it out for Correct. Correct pitches at the 22. Forces the way forward up to the 24-yard line for a gain of four. And he'll bring up third down and about 11 coming up here for the Raiders. And Tim Maurice Clark has great hands. He was hit by Mike Finnemore right when the ball got there. And he still was able to hold on to the ball and make a gain out of it. In fact, Coco threw the ball a little bit late. Finnemore was almost able to cut in front and make the play. But uh, uh, give credit, Evan Beard was coming up the middle untouched on the blitz, and Coco had to get rid of the ball. Checking in the game is Steve Golden Jr. as a wide half for the Raiders. He is out to the right as Claret will be in the slot position. And Warfield, I believe, is on the left side. Kogel will take the shotgun. Snapper goes back to pass. He's in trouble. Throws the ball for Claret. It's going to fall incomplete at the 33-yard line. And it'll bring up a fourth down and 11 here for the Raiders. And Mike Hank will come on to kick the ball away. Again, good defensive pressure that time by the Portman Spartans. Uh, man, right up the middle again, forcing Coco to throw before he wanted to. Defensive Portman hasn't quit at all. They've made a couple big plays, a couple interceptions. Uh, he's tough party a few times and uh, are playing good second half football. And Hank's kick will land at the 44 yard line and it'll be fielded there by the Spartans at the 39. And he's down there. Building the ball for the Spartans, number eight, Brian. Weiser, the senior, 5'9", 155-pound uh, halfback for the Spartans. Rob Masucci on a tackle there for the Raiders. And again, you see, you see the speed. The, the Raiders are downfield so quickly. He had no time to do anything with that football. 11 minutes here to play in the ballgame as the Raiders lead 43-14. to 14. Sets will come to the line of scrimmage. She'll send... One right out to the left, and that's up the Grove. And a wing on the right, one on the right side. And he'll go fake to Beard and roll out to his right. He's looking downfield. He's going to fire on the run. It's going to be picked off by Hank. Hank jumps up and caught it at the 42-yard line and falls down there. But a big play there by the Raiders' defense. Mike Hank, the linebacker, coming up with the ball. He's him an excellent athletic play by Hank getting up in the air to make the interception. Zets had Lapour running open on the intermediate route. He, that's who he was going to. He went a little bit late to him, and Hank did a nice job getting up in the air and making the interception. Well, Michael Hank started quarterback last year and uh, doing a nice job. Uh, saw the ball in the air. Quarterback see the ball. It's like uh, in a shotgun situation. Saw the ball come back at him and got good hands on the ball. And Tim, again, that was another case of Spartans throwing the ball late. And again, you can't throw the ball late against this defense and you're going to end up with turnovers. One 
receiver out to the left, one to the right, one on the wing as Claret all by himself, about eight yards deep behind the quarterback. Phillips, pitch out to, to Claret. Claret will try wide and he'll be stopped there back at the 42-yard line. And a gain of maybe a half a yard on the play. And they'll bring up a second down and basically 10 coming up here for the Raiders. Well, Chris O'Day didn't make the tackle, but he's strung the play out along the line and give the defensive back and defensive back with a chance to go and make that play. And that's where you control Brees Blood. Give him a chance to string him out, let the backers and the backs come up, and, and at least try to put a hit on him. 10-20 here to play in the ball game as the Raiders lead 43-14. to Raiders have the ball second down and 10. High formation in the backfield, dotted there by Claret. Phillips is the quarterback. He has one receiver left and right. He'll fake a pitch to Claret, go back to pass, throw deep for his receiver. Fillmore's going to intercept it at the 10. He's to the 15, to the 20, runs into his own player at the 20, across the 22-yard line and is down there as Mike Fillmore comes up with the interception for the Spurs. Hey, Tim, actually, Fillmore had nice coverage here. Uh, Phillips threw the ball a little bit late. He actually, his receiver actually had to turn around, and so did Fillmore. Fillmore was able to make the play on the ball, and then, as you said, he had a little running room and ran into his own defensive end, Mike Villagrena, who was downfield on, uh, on his own blitz. Uh, he dropped him back into coverage, and, uh, and Fillmore actually tackled by his own, his own guy there at the 22. Villagrena has been making tackles all over the field. Unfortunately, <laughs> that time, he made it on his own guy. Fillmore will be the wide out to the left stack high formation for the Spartans as sets underneath center. He'll hand off to Beck. Beck will try to left side, crosses to 25, up to the 27 yard line, and will gain about five on the play. And I'll bring up a second down and five for the Spartans. I'll tell you what, Timmy, if Coach McDaniel is anything to motivate the Warren Harding Raiders, it will be the second half of this football game. Foreman a lot of credit, but Harding's done some silly things the second half, and uh, coaches will show the things that they're not happy with to motivate their team, and with Kate McKinley coming in next Saturday night right here in a game we'll have on AM 1440, Coach McDaniel will show the Raiders the second half of this football game. Stacked high formation for the Spartans. Sets underneath center. One receiver out to the left, that is Fillimore, and Spartans move. As that flag flies, it'll cross the Spartans five yards. And that's one thing we didn't mention, but this has been pretty much a penalty-free ball game. Yeah, it really has been clear. Third, third penalty of the ball game. First one against Portman, two for Harding. Two against Harding for 20 yards. That one, the first one against Portman for five. That might be a situation where the center might have forgot to snap that because there's a lot of movement up there for the Spartans line. I'm not blaming on the center.
Sanchez went right through his reason and went through his hands is because he saw big Prescott Burgess running over there and fit him more at 150 pounds in one part of that big fella coming over there. By the way, the final score up in Geneva, four in JFK, 27, Geneva, nothing, so the Eagles continue to roll. They're 7-0 as they continue to play good ball. And here's the kick. A low-line driver lands at the 50, filled it there by Claret at the 42. Claret to the 45, a reverse direction. Will now head to the right side, back at the 35-yard line, and knock down there. So he'll lose about 7 or 8 yards on that. Return. But it sure was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick individual. You know that? Gosh, it's like a traffic jam. I think they're having fun. Yeah, we mentioned the penalties earlier. I think it's a credit to both coaching staffs and both teams and the discipline with which this game's been played. It's been sloppy. It's been wet. I'm not ready yet, okay? <laughs> I know you are. I'm trying to help you out. You want somebody else to read my writing? Have a good time. No, I'm letting you read your own ones. Oh. That's comforting. <laughs> As Phillips underneath center, high formation for the Raiders, two receivers out to the left. Hand off to Clorin, he'll try the middle, he'll twist and turn it up to the way up to the 38-yard line. Gain about two on the play, and he'll bring up a second down and eight for the Raiders. If I would have told you Borman would win the second half 14-7, to seven, you, would, you would have thought well, it might well, be a good ball game, but... Uh, <laughs> That big 36 to 0 in the first half. Uh, unfortunately, this game represents a lot like the game that the Spartans had against St. Ignatius, where they got behind early and then played a very good second half against a very good team. But again, the Spartans is joining us. It's 43 to 14. Preface that, Jim, please. Goes back to pass as Phillips. He tries to hit still, throws a little behind him to the left side, and incomplete at the 49 yard line. Bring up third down and eight, facing the Raiders. Next weekend, triple header weekend. Triple header weekend. It's Thursday. Which one are you taking in? you got to help us with one because I know his throat might throw around all of the three Next Thursday, we're over at Bull Run, where it looks like the victorious Niles McKinley Red Dragons. We'll be joined there by Jim Ferris. will be joining us by Ryan Furniture. Yes. Brothers Niles next Thursday. TMP and Ann Hubbard next Friday. And back here at Bull next Saturday for Tom McDaniel's old friendly foes, the Camp McKinley Bulldogs. In the shotgun formation is Phillips. Two receivers out to the right, one to the left. And he goes back to pass, and he tries to hit his wide out incomplete as he throws behind number 83, Johnny Moore. Crowd kind of into the ball game, taking a little interference, but a ball oh, oh, interference. The whole thing was it was thrown too quick for the umpire to get turned around, and the back judge was watching the action downfield. And the wingmen are watching for holding, so it had nothing. And there's the kick by Hank. And a fair catch called there by the Spartans and filled it there at the 32 yard line. Filling the ball for the Spartans, number eight, Brian Weiser, the senior for the Spartans. First and ten for Portman at their own 32-yard line. Went into downtown order, either taking care of business, doing some in-town shopping, or relaxing in beautiful courthouse square. When the belly starts growling, book on over to Booker's Cafe, 125 Pine Street in Warren. Booker's Cafe is now open and ready to satisfy the hungry and appetites. Everything on the menu is real homemade, including the best burgers in all of Trumbull County. Booker's French fries are real potatoes. Friendly as friendly as staff. And you have a great place to eat, very good food with no pressure. So when you're in the downtown Warner, you book out over to Booker's 125 Pine Street, Southwest, Jim Warren. Be glad Sets back to pass, throws over, has Fillmore open, but it throws a little too shy for him at the 40-yard line, incomplete. Bring up a second down and 10 facing Corbin. It 
Tim, also the Grand Round on Elmo Road Ward is also a proud sponsor of Harding Raider Football. The Grand Round is now under new management with a new service policy and a new attitude. So ask about the Grand Round's 15-minute lunch guarantee. Friday night is all-you-can-eat fish night. You can now enjoy Browns Booster Night at the Grand Round Award and meet players from the Browns. So stop in after the Raider games with your ticket stub and get a post-game meal discount at the Grand Round on Elm Road in the morning. Set, takes the snap, hands off to Baird. Baird will try to left side, gets around the corner to the 35 to the 40, up to the 50, crosses the 45-yard line, and close to out of bounds around the 44. But a big run by Evan Baird for the, for the Spartans as he picks up the first down. Nice job that time by Josh Suzanne on the wing and split in, throwing a block on the corner that are giving Baird a chance to get around the outside and pick up even further yardage. And that's the sixth first down. And, you know, we, we were wondering how Morton was going to come in the second half. They haven't lost confidence. They're playing like a very good football team as they are. And, Tim, they have six junior, six underclassmen starting on that offense. So th- there's a lot left to learn, a lot of improvement possible there for the Spartans. Pitch out to Beck. Beck will try the right side. Gets to the 40, to the 30, has room to the 20, to the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Spartans, as Brad Beck takes it to the house for a touchdown. It's now 43 to 20 with 6:39 here to play in tonight's ball game. But the Spartans get back on the board. A big hole there for the Spartans. Steve Valos and Mike Villagrena, Jason Meckling on that right side broke open a big hole. You know they've had some success starting about the middle of the second quarter, running off that right side. And uh, you know how much of this is a is a byproduct of the Raiders maybe you know losing a little sharpness. I don't know, but you got to give credit again to the Spartans for for not rolling over in the second half and doing some good things offensively. As good will take the extra point. Here's the kick, and it is good. And <laughs> he has a leg. Wow. It's 6:39 here to play in the ball game. It's 43 to 21. The Raiders lead. I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know. What we're I don't know. What we're doing. Are we done with breaks? I don't know what we got going on. Anyhow, Paris, still looking for a place to have your child see your portrait taken. Look no further than the Anamaria Images, conveniently located at 175 Niles Cortland Road in Holland, directly across from Holland Community Church. Anamaria Images gives you a wide variety of options, including indoor and outdoor settings, props and noise charge, and a la carte ordering that will not restrict your choices the way package deals do, all at a very reasonable price. Anamaria Images also does family, wedding, commercial, communion, holiday, special events, sports, dance studio, and reunion photography. Call our stuff in today and find out how we can make the most of your portraits. Anamaria Images, located at 175 Niles Court of the Road in Holland. Phone number there is 330-609-7700. And this kickoff brought to you by Cornersburg Pizza in Portman. For the best pizza in Portman or Poland, there's only one place, and that's Cornersburg Pizza 234 Portman Campbell Road in Portman, or 36 McKinley Way West in Poland. In Portman, call 758-4501, and in Poland, 757-1557. As Spartans will kick the ball up. And good, hits it deep, and it'll go to the goal line, filled it there by Claret. Nice, Marusuji takes that back and still hits the 20 yard line. Still has it open. He's going to take it up to the 40, to the 50, to the 45, and Good will drag him down at the 43 yard line. But a big run there by Masuchi for the Raiders. And Tim, Andrew Goodman had 
touchdown saving tackle for the Spartans on a kickoff last week, and he has to do it again here. And, and while we're talking about him, you know, that, that was one area the Spartans thought maybe they could make a difference tonight was with their kicking game. But the, the Harding kicking game, as I mentioned at halftime, has been phenomenal, and good really hasn't been a factor with the Raiders taking the big early lead. Well, good hit. That one pretty good, but Masucci returned it back pretty good, too. We got an injured Raider. I gotta be able to believe it's Rob Masucci. Just a little slow getting up over here on the near sideline. It's hobbling over to the bench. That's not good news because all I'm worried about is the bread and butter. Rob Masucci makes good things happen for his offense as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like a big part of special teams, a big part of this Raiders defense. Yes, we mentioned that. That's a back. So he's a very important part of this uh, Raiders uh, team. And we mentioned earlier, Tim, and what a great job he's done on defense tonight. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. As Kokel's in at quarterback, he's in the shotgun. He'll take the snap and go out to the right side. He's going to keep, and he'll be down at the line of scrimmage for a gain of no gain on the play. Bringing up a second down and 10 here for the Raiders. And the clock winds down under 6.15 here to play. Raiders lead 43 to 21. We've got a stoppage on the field, Tim, for an injury. Looks like it uh, might be Kokel. Uh, it's, a, it's alignment of some type. It's a, a six or an eight there is for, for the front number. How more printing at 155 North Street, Northwest and Warren is your one-stop shop for all your printing needs and business since 1974. The professionals at Palmar Printing can do letterhead, envelopes, and business cards, athletic programs, brochures, and flyers, as well as printed apparel. But as important as what they do, it's how they do it. Palmar Printing offers personalized, courteous service, also quality commercial printing, and they do all of this at the most competitive prices with free local pickup and delivery. So if you have a printing need that needs service, contact a friendly, personalized staff at Palmar Printing, 155 North Street, Northwest and Warren, or phone 330-399-8070, open Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. And Hansel phys- Physical Therapy. If your doctor's ordered physical therapy due to injury or illness, choose the trusting hands of Hansel Physical Therapy as your specialist in dealing with pain and injury resulting from sports injuries, auto accidents, or industrial accidents. Hansel Physical Therapy also works with orthopedic, neurological, and chronic pain management patients. Feeling the need for massage? Hansel Physical Therapy is there for you. 330-372-7656. Hansel Physical Therapy. Coco takes the staff off. Fake to Claret and keep the ball as he dances around at the 50, moves forward to the 45, but is stopped there by a swarm of uh, Spartans for a loss of about a yard on the play. Is that how Spartans come in, come in swarms? I was wondering what Spartan groups were called. Swarm, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> at least on that play, they were. And Tim, the last two plays, the Raider offense hasn't looked real sharp. I mean, some credit goes to the Spartan defense for, for not, not quitting in this game, but the last couple, last two plays have been real slow developing, and they really haven't looked too sharp here in the fourth quarter. You know, and that's something that uh, I'm sure Coach McDaniels is going to point out when they look at the films here in the second half. Some of the, the uh, I won't call it sloppy play, but just uh, not executing to Raider caliber as we've seen earlier in this ballgame. Coco underneath center. Split eye formation in the backfield. Fake to Claretti. Goes back to pass. Has Burks at the 40. And he'll be tackled down at the 36-yard line. And he'll stay in bounds. But a nice uh, play there by Coco to Prescott Burgess for a gain about six on the play. And he'll bring up fourth down, and I'll call it about a long four to go for the Raiders. That might fit more on the tackle. I think that was wiser made that Okay, I'll tell you what, anybody brings Prescott Burgess down one-on-one did a nice job. <laughs> it really did. And Mike Hank comes onto the field, and the Raiders will punt the ball away with clock winding down to four minutes, 30 seconds here to play. 
and Hank will put his foot into it, and he kicks it off the top of his foot, and it's going to land at the 35-yard line, roll to the 30, so that's a kick of about five yards for the Raiders. Where's Comlos? Where's Comlos? He better get up here and defend himself right now. I will never say anything about the kicking game ever again. <laughs> the last, the last two punts, Michael Hank has got a 29-yard, a 29-yard punt and a 4-yard punt. As the Spartans will take over at their own 30, down to 4:15 here to play. Although in his defense, that ball's got to feel like kicking a bowling ball right now. It's so wet at this point. Sets underneath center, takes the snap, pitches it out. Back, Beck will hit the left side up to the 35, down to the 40, and out of bounds around the 41-yard line, up for the first down for the Spartans. And that will bring up first and 10 for the Board of Spartans. The, the Spartans have opened some big holes here in the, in the last few series. Uh, you know, so surprisingly, they've been able to do some sweeps to the outside and be able to turn the corner here lately, either Barrett or Beck, and has been able to get that corner turn where they couldn't do in the first three quarters of the ball game. First and ten for the Spartans. Snap guy formation set underneath center. He'll hand off to Bear. Bear will plow his way up close to the 45-yard line. He'll be stopped there as Evan will gain about two on the play and bring up a second down and six facing the uh, Spartans. And I think the second half has gone to some extent the way both coaches wanted it and that Gary Smith has had his team build a little confidence. And Todd McDaniels found a few things he's going to be able to talk about in films and work on next week. Exactly. Perfectly put. Next, underneath center, stack guy for the Spartans. And off the back, Beck will hit it up the middle, crosses the midfield, is close to the 48-yard line, very close to the sticks for another Spartans first down. And it is, I believe, going to be another first down for the former Spartans. Well, but, but what you say there, Jimmy, is if you're, if you're Gary Smith, you're also going to show your team the first half to show them how bad they play so they can right. appreciate how well they play. On the other side, Tom McDaniels not going to burn the first half of this thing either. He's going to show his kids intermittently how well they played the first half to show how bad they did actually play or how, how not well they played the second half. Mark, just short of the first down, so... As Seth will hand off to Baird. Baird will try to left side, pick up the first down, crosses the 45, gets close to the 40-yard line, and out of bounds, picks up the first down for the Spartans as the clock stops with 2.58 here to play. Tim, again, uh, I want to mention Brad Beck, the sophomore tailback for Spartans. He's done a nice job the last couple quarters. He's yeah, he made has. some nice runs. You know, only a sophomore. So to, to, today? to go up against this Raider defense, you know, it's got to be a little bit intimidating to come in here in front of this big crowd and face that kind of speed. But he's done a nice job for the Spartans. Certainly has. Stack dive formation with one receiver out to the left. Sets underneath center. Takes the snap. Will pitch out the back. Back will drive back inside. Get across the 40 down to the 36 yard line. He'll pick up four on the play as the clock winds down under 2.30 here to play. But the Spartans being able to move the ball here in the second half with a little more ability on the ground, and they really take taken advantage of it. Both, both teams with big games next week. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot easier for you. For the Spartans, they play East Liverpool, the number one team in Division Two next week, and uh, the Raiders have Camp McKinley, and we know they're a good team undefeated going into their game with Ignatius tomorrow. And Zess will keep the ball, hit off the Barrett. Barrett will try to left side, cross the 30, down to the 20, inside the 20, down to the 10, and out of bounds, close to the 8-yard line. Big run there by Barrett as he takes a long handoff and then sweeps it out to the left side and turns it upfield for the big gainer. With the, with the touchdown saving tackle for the Raiders, 
Spartans, another nice drive, although the Raiders do have a second-string second, second defensive line in there. So it's not the first-string defensive line for the Raiders. But right. uh, Spartans, again, like we said, they're, they're still playing. There's 150 to go in the game, and the game's over, but they're still playing. First to goal ball at the 9 for the Spartans. Two receivers in pattern, one left, one right. High formation to backfield. Sets will pitch it out to back. Back will follow his runners and turn upfield, and he'll get close to the five-yard line as he ducks back to the left side. And they'll pick up about four on the play and bring up a second down and goal at the five-yard line for the Spartans. You know, one of the things you got to look at this, this is a big win here for the Raiders because it's going to give you a lot of computer points here being a 5-1 team in Portland Spartans who really has a chance to finish the season 8-2 and make the playoffs themselves. So this could be a very important rest of the season for both these two teams. Baird with the ball. It'll roll to the left side and get into the end zone for the touchdown for the Spartans. As the clock's down to 57 seconds here, but the Portland Spartans get back on the scoreboard. And it's now 43-27 to 27 with the point by good still to come. Nine plays, 70 yards, three minutes and 25 seconds. And let it be known right now that if they get the extra point, I said Harding by two touchdowns last week. You did. <laughs> I, just wanna let, I don't get many right, but I just want to let them know once in a while I do find an acorn, you know? Here's the snap and the hold. Good kick is up and good. And it is now 43-28 to 28 as the Borbis Spartans trail the Harding Raiders here in Warren. We'll take this time out. Listen to high school football on WHKW. And tonight's ball game brought to you by Chase Hot Dogs in Borman. There's only one place, there seems to be a place every town for the best hot dog in the town. But if you want the best hot dog in the world, it's Jay's Hot Dogs in Borman on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. As the saying goes, a day without Jay's is not the same. Jay's features the best gyro in the world, too. Jay's great venue features old-fashioned, fresh-cut french fries and more. That's Jay's Hot Dogs on Route 224 in Borman. Our thanks to Jay's Hot Dog for their sponsorship here tonight. As the kick by the Spartans will head out of bounds around the 20-yard line on the right side, and the Raiders will take the ball first and 10 at their own 35-yard line. Hey, Tim, I think the Spartans are trying to pooch a little kick there over the, uh, the Raiders. Oh, Raiders have their onside kick co- uh, recovery team out there, and the Spartans are trying to pooch one down there and go get it, but he kicked it off his toe, and uh, the ball went out of bounds. The Raiders start first and 10 at the 35 with just 57 seconds to go. And let me say, you're right, Jesus, hot dogs are the best hot dogs in the world. And, uh, of course, Jay's Hot Dogs would like to wish Gary Smith, his staff and players, the best in the rest of the season uh, as they continue on in high school football in the Still Valley. And again, Jay's Hot Dogs in Portman on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. Well, we got Jay's now at Niles. Yeah. At the old Taco Bell location. I haven't got to you, but I will get there because I heard they're excellent. I formation in the backfield as... Prescott Burgess comes in motion as the handoff goes to Heron, and Heron will take it up to about the 35-yard line. Helps to get no gain. Mike Kokel is in at quarterback for the Raiders. As we're down to the last 40 seconds here of tonight's ballgame. And Tim, another impressive performance for the Raiders. Uh, 43 points on a playoff caliber football team. You know, we said, or, uh, Bob mentioned earlier that they'll be 3-0 and clinch at least a tie for the Still Valley Conference, and that their only game left in the SBC is against a winless Mooney team. So it's it just uh, another impressive performance for Borman. You know, a positive second half, and hopefully something to build on, you know, with the playoffs still ahead. 
Exactly, as uh, this should be the last play of tonight's game. Skokel hands it off to Claret Finley, and Claret will hit it across the 35 to the 37-yard line. And that will do it for today's ball game as the Raiders will move to 7-0 and 3-0 to Sioux Valley with a 43-28 win here at Molokov Stadium over the Bourbon Spartans. Let's take this time out. You're listening to High School Football on WHKW AM 1440. As uh, tonight's ball game came to an end, the Raiders moved to 7-0 with a 43-28 victory in that. Uh, we've seen this Raiders team do this all season long, just really jump on a team early, never let up or take a big lead. And the Spartans made a game out of it in the second half. They were able to get on the board four times. But the bottom line is this Raider team really seems to be ready when the opening kickoff comes. And they definitely are. They, they get up for the big games. There's no doubt about that. But I'll tell you what, I bet you that locker room over there is not very happy right now. I don't think they are very happy with their performance in the second half. A couple weeks ago when they came home from Toledo-Whitmer, they won 30 to nothing, and the bus was dead quiet like they lost. I don't think they're real happy right now. I mean, just like you mentioned before, they're going to be happy with the first half of the football game. They just came out and dominated. And the, the speed of Claret was the difference in the game, as simple as that. Their, their speed on defense. But I'll tell you what, the second half, the Spartans took it to them. I don't think Tom McDaniels is very happy right now. And if you're Gary Smith, Jim, I mean, obviously get the second half to look at to find some positives. The first half, you're going to... You're not going to chuck it away to anything special other than you're going to say, look, you faced a very talented team and a very talented back, and it shows you that if you let him get open, he can really change the game very fast. Well, I made the point about his, you just can't just can't realize Murray's clear at speed until you're down on the field watching it. And he was the key. He caught the little pass out of the backfield for the touchdown. He broke, he broke the or, uh a little short pass in the flat for the touchdown against Uptergrove. He, you know, he, he's a game changer, Tim. He's a big-time player, and he makes a great team, probably the best team in the state. And like you said, for Gary Smith, there's a lot to build on in that second half. These kids, did, kids didn't quit. They executed. You know, and they're going to get better. And if they have a chance to reach the playoffs, they're a very good football team. They just ran into what I think is the most talented team in the state tonight that was ready to play also. Bob? Well, the officials for tonight's game know the importance of good vision. For the officials for tonight's game were the referee Joe Moranto, the umpire Vince Julian, the linesman John Vicarell, the line judge Greg Patteray, and the back judge Tony Moranto. And they can take their eye cares and concerns to Dr. Kuhn's hometown vision with two locations, 638 Robbins Avenue in Niles, 544-0909, and 7393 California Avenue in Borman, 7267124. Had to get that out of the way. What you guys bring up are a couple good points. The thing that impresses me in mentioning the officials was how well this game was played. No motion, no, uh, you know, the, the officials, you know, were, were well-paid spectators, okay, because these two teams were well-disciplined, well-coached, well-respected, they respected each other's talents as well, and, and, and it was showed because, you know, with the conditions breaking down the way they did, field was in decent shape, but it could have got real ugly when it got to be one-sided Harding dominating the way they were. Borman very easily could have lost control and gone out and, and did something strange or something goofy. Coach Smith and his staff should be credited for what they did. Coach McDaniel and his staff should be credited for what they did in the second half when they started to lose control of this thing. So that's the, you know, the respect for both ball clubs and also the discipline of both ball clubs. And that, that's something that I think, you know, you look at this ball game and you go home and watch it on, uh, you know, Fox later on or tomorrow morning or read about it tomorrow afternoon, uh, you know, in a situation where, you know, discipline and good coaching was the key of tonight's ballgame. And both these teams are going to make the playoffs. I will say that right now because I've got a lot of faith in what I saw tonight. Four in the second half, they didn't quit, as Jimmy said. They did do what they had to do, and they ran to a good football team in the first half. They became a good football team in the second half. 
All right, we're going to take this time out. You're listening to High School Football on WHKW. <laughs> and this game is also brought to you by Jay's Hot Dogs in Borman. There seems to always be a place in town for the best hot dog in town. But if you want the best hot dog in the world, the only place to be is Borman's Jay Hot Dogs on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. As the saying goes, a day without Jay's is not the same. That's Jay's Hot Dogs in Borman on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. And Jay's would like to wish Gary Smith, his staff, and players the best in the rest of the season this year. That's Jay's Hot Dogs in Borman on Route 224 across from St. Charles Church. Final stats look like this to me. The Warren Harding Raiders had 10 first downs, 5 rushing, 5 passing. Warren with 10 first downs, 9 rushing, 1 by a penalty. Harding ran the ball 27 times for 207 yards. Leading ground gainer surprise, Maurice Claret with 16 carries for 197 yards. 16 carries, 197. What a night. The Warren Spartans ran the ball 42 times for 267 yards. Two nice jobs. Evan Bear with 20 carries for 139 yards. Beck had 123 yards on 18 carries. Harding threw the ball 13 times completed. Eight had two intercepted for 159 yards. The Mormon Spartans threw the ball 14 times completed. Four for 15 yards. Two interceptions. Total yards. Harding with four, uh, 40 offensive plays for 366 yards. Borman with 56 offensive plays for 282 yards. Harding was penalized twice for 20 yards. Borman one penalty for five yards. Harding had the ball for 20 minutes and 41 seconds. Borman Spartans 27 minutes and 19 seconds. As I mentioned, leading ground gainers. Claret 16 for 197. Bear 20 for 139. 18 for 123. Leading receivers. Harding, Maurice Claret, four catches for 78 yards. Harding, another disappointing factor. One for nine on third down conversions. Borman three of ten. So both coaches will be working on that, guys. You know, you listen to those stats, Bob, and one thing real quick, a lot of those stats are fairly close. The difference, the big play. Maurice Claret, his ability to make the big play for the Raiders. You know, all those plays he made early were on first down, which is why they didn't need to, to make the right conversions. Good point. But, you know, the yardage and the conversions, a lot of them ended up pretty close, but it was a difference with Maurice Claret and his big plays early. All right, when we come back, we'll name our offensive and defensive player of the game. It's not going to be hard on both sides of the ball. When we come back, they're on AM 1440. Welcome back here to Moncoff Stadium as the Raiders today all over the Bourbon Spartans in the first half as they went up to a 36-0 lead and went on to a 43-28 ball game as the Raiders played a really flawless first half. And Tom McDaniels really pulled out some of the big plays here in the first half, made the difference. And one of the guys executing the big plays in our Boomers player of the game, not a big surprise here, Maurice Claren. Wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> what a surprise. Defensive player of the game, we, we had to fight. And, and Eddie Comeros is picking himself up off the mat as we speak. But the <laughs> defensive player of the game is James Johnson, 5'10", 168-pound junior linebacker, was in the Boardman backfield a lot the first half. Uh, disrupted a lot of plays, made good things happen. We had a few other guys potential, but we've got Harding a couple more times, and uh, I got a few more gifts to Vickers, so we'll be okay. It's a, a great ball game, a tale of two halves, like you guys said, a tale of tale of big plays, and uh, you know the Raiders, they, they might be for real. Uh, I think they are. I think we can actually take that mite off there and say they are. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm hedging here. That way, I can. I can do that. <laughs> that way, if they happen to slip, I'll say, "See, I told you they weren't. We weren't sure." No, they're, they're a very good football team, and they played a very good football team. They, uh, you know, this is really a great game for both teams in a sense. 
you know, Borman has played two of the top teams in the state in St. Ignatius and Harding. That's no shame to say you lost to those two teams. And then you look at Harding, this was their biggest test of the year, and this is their biggest point winner of the year because the Spartans' chances are has a very good chance to beat East Liverpool next week and to finish out the season, you know, with a win over Ursland and a final game of the season, maybe finish 8-2, make the playoffs. Very well could see another matchup like did in 1990 where the Spartans and the Raiders beat in the playoffs. All right. Very could happen again. Well, that's a nice. That's a nice stadium. Of course, if things go right, Borman could be eight. Maybe or it could be one. It could be right back here. <laughs> Maybe we get it down at YSU and have a nice big twenty thousand people there. Huh? Yeah, but you have no crowd, Mike. No noise. <laughs> I'm not going to let you get away with this thing clean tonight. You're going to have to play for things. Oh, no, they have a big crowd, Mike, down there now. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, see, it's been two years since I've been. Well, I had a problem last year. My partner had a bigger mouth than the stands, so I had a problem. I couldn't hear the back of the crowd, Looks Mike. Looks like get George Brown on here, and he can do some scores. Our thanks to George, who worked the phones all evening and uh, kept us up on some of the scores around the Valley. George? All righty. Thank you very much, Tim. Uh, a look around the Valley at the uh, Valley scoreboard. Uh Cheney over Mooney, 21-10 to 10 was the last score we got on that one. It's a final in uh, from Canfield-Struthers game. Canfield did win 27-7. to 7. Last report, Poland was over Salem, 14-10. to 10. Big upset. Niles did defeat Howland. Now I'm getting beat up here. 14 to nothing. that's the final there. Uh, a final, Warren JFK continues to roll, 27 to nothing for Geneva. And at last check, uh, in the third quarter, Gerard was rolling over champion 40 to 13. Tim? I think Coach Angle wanted that plug being pulled out in uh, Niles this week for he could have had the break and come back the next day. But it just didn't happen. <laughs> Jim, just do some of your, your final thoughts on tonight and what you can see uh, in these two teams for the future. Well, I think, again, I think Harding is, is as talented a football team as we've seen in the Still Valley in a long time. You know, I, I hesitate to say I've seen one better, at least in the last 20 years. So uh, another impressive performance. As the point was made earlier, I think it said they, they come ready to play for the big games. You know, we against Moeller, they, they wanted to be up for that game. They dominated Moeller. Against Ursuline, they wanted to be up for that game. They dominated Ursuline. And they came out here tonight. And I have seen Borman twice earlier this year. That's a good football team. And they just took them out behind the woodshed in the first half. And, and Claret, again, he was the big the big play guy. But the whole team was came to play. And, you know, McDaniels is doing a great job. Their future looks really bright for Borman. They are a good football team. Can one out and go eight and two, and you know they'd be a scary team to play in, in, in the in the postseason. You know, again, they, they couldn't show it tonight, but they're a two-headed monster on offense when they get it going. They didn't have the passing game tonight, but you know they could be a scary team if they stick together. Let's get uh, Ed's last thoughts here. Steve. He's dry, by the way. <laughs> yes, I'm not dry, and I'm not electrocuted. <laughs> yes, we didn't. <laughs> it was pretty rough down there, believe me. You know, the, the, the coverage we had tonight was outstanding. You had ONN here. Uh, it was, you know, this was a, this is the biggest game in the state tonight, believe me. And uh, the Raiders came out and uh, just dictated what they were going to do. You know, one thing we're leaving out here: the Raiders are winning 36 to nothing at halftime. I don't care what kind of coach you are; it's hard to talk these guys into saying you guys got to go out in the second half and do the same thing you did. You know, these guys are 16 and 17 years old; they can read the scoreboard. It says 36 to nothing. So sometimes it's awful. You know, it's hard to get your head back in the game like it was in the first half. But hey, they go on. Harding has to win in next two out of three games to be in the playoffs. Urban has to win all three. Bob, that's basic bottom line. That's pretty good. I like that. First of all, you're listening to the finest in high school football on AM 1440 WHKW. 
like to thank uh, Mr. Jim Fox, the athletic director over at Boardman High School, Ray Smith, Continental's stand-in on Friday nights and Saturday nights when <laughs> Tim's busy. But uh, thanks to him for helping us out. Uh, no better guy in high school football as far as coach or, or person goes, and I say that with the highest regard for, for Gary Smith. I'd like to thank uh, Paul Trina, the athletic director at Warren City Schools, Tommy McDaniel, the coach, and his staff here at Warren Harding. Uh, thanks to the sponsors who Tim will list here in a minute. And I'd like to thank you folks, the fans, for listening. Jimmy? All right. Well, as our final score was 43-28, the Raiders win here today at Mollenkopf Stadium. Our thanks tonight to our sponsors for bringing tonight's ball game to you. Helmar Printing at 155 North Street, Warren. Amory Images, 175 Niles Cortland Road in Highland. Delusia's Banquet and Catering Facility, 2610 Elm Road Northeast. Booker's Cafe, 125 Pine Street Southeast Warren. Tops Friendly Market, 5772 Youngstown Warren Road in Niles. And 2425 North River Road in Warren. Vianna Pharmacy, 347 Youngstown Kingsville Road in Vianna. Sunrise Inn, 510 East Market Street in Warren. Plaza Sports, Warren Plaza, Elm Road, Warren, Jay's Hot Dogs, and Borman on Route 224. Hensel Physical Therapy, you can contact them at 330-372-7656. Ground Round on Elm Road in Warren, and Cornersburg Pizza in Borman and Pullen. Our thanks to all of them. As we are done, we'll talk to you next Thursday night as we start a triple header Thursday, Friday, and Saturday here on AM 1440 WHK. We'll bring you this... Struthers Niles game Thursday, the champion Hubbard game Friday, and we'll be back here at Mollenkopf to wrap up the weekend with the Warren G. Harding Raiders taking on the Canton McKinley Bulldogs. So it'll be a great weekend of football coming your way next week. A triple hitter right here on AM 1440 WHKW. For Ed, Jimmy, Bob, George, I'm Tim Continenza. We'll talk to you next Thursday night at 7 as we'll have the Struthers Wildcats and the Niles McKinley Red Dragons. Till then, our final score here at Mollenkopf, 43-28. to The Raiders over the sport and support We'll talk to you again next Thursday night. Till then, have a great night, everyone.